Holy up! I like wrestling podcast! You see what I did there? Are you gonna start? No, yeah. Are you real right now? The greatest general manager! <laughs> Jesus. I'll allow it. That's that's peon moves. <laughs> yep, I like wrestling. Greetings to Parts Unknown. My name is Sonny Sofrito, and today I am joined by The Incredible Internet. And I'm also joined today by The Puerto Rican Princess. Hello, Amazon. And I'm also joined today by the Beige Benoit, Steph McNasty. And today we are also have the pleasure to be joined by Steve Monster Mac. Oh, yeah. 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 What's going on, guys? What's going right. on, man? Thank you for joining us for this episode 91 of the Yep, I Like Wrestling podcast. 91. My God. We're really getting close to 100 there, aren't we? Oh, yes, we are. Getting close to your age. Yeah. Why we got to start with my age Damn, they already. were both, like, really trying hard Damn. to get that in, too. <laughs> like, they were racing, like, oh, yeah. I, I got the age joke. I got the age joke. <laughs> no. <Nope>. There's <laughs> plenty of age jokes off. to go around for Sunday. Don't worry. <laughs> you know we're what? Good. This is why I don't pay you. <laughs> That's not why. Well, it's part of the reason. There's many of the reasons. There's many reasons why. We get it. It's yeah. okay. Yeah, exactly. I just want chicken wings. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They're, they're, they're coming. Yeah. Yes. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and my cheesecake. Thank you, intern. Oh, yeah. Oh. Uh, so our intern, his name is Guadalupe. Guadalupe. Yes. Yeah, okay. so uh, Guadalupe was, supposed, was sent on a mission last week, and um, I don't see any cheesecake. Mm. I don't see any sugar cookies. Nope. Mm. And I don't see no Cambodian breast, breast milk. milk. So Where what the, the fuck milk? happened to that shit? I decided to say fuck y'all because y'all wow. be hey, whoa, 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 whoa. Wow. It's a family show. Whoa. Not even oh, three fuck. minutes in. I thought I was going to curse for Wait Amazon's a minute. dad is listening. Uh, Hi, Daddy. <laughs> Ridiculous. No. Just like how y'all wanted the water? No. We're not doing this shit no more. I could have really that was like a two week thing. cheesecake, though. That's what we were saying, too. Yeah. That's what yeah, I yeah. wanted. Yeah, but, yeah no. He's, he's going back out. Don't worry about okay. it. Mm-hmm. In this hot-ass hot sure, weather. Make sure there's no roach legs, because, you know, juniors did get shut down a few years ago. Oh. Toma. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Believe me, I don't live in New York like I used to, but I still keep up on current events. Oh, my God. <laughs> current events. Wait, that was like, like 10 years ago. I don't know. Like, New York, what is shit? You know, it might have been. Oh, it's Brooklyn. Maybe the roaches give it seasoning. I this don't know. This is true. You know something? It, I believe that. Yeah. Definitely in my it. raisin brand when I was a kid. You know what I'm saying? I know I that definitely That wasn't a raisin. A and too. that is why I'm from East Harlem. So, <laughs> East Harlem is not. They got rats the size of us. Hey, yeah, but they but they eat alongside us, not in the food forest. <laughs> so that's why. They know they how to turn the, the music they off for the you. Hey, that's what you feel. You, you, ever, you ever seen Ratatouille? I've seen it. Yeah, Ratatouille. I know it. Hey, man. You didn't know that dude was Puerto Rican. Oh, shit. Oh, oh, shit. Wow. It was Jose. Shout out to the protest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The protest. Oh, Jesus. Boricua stands up. Anyway, so, Mr. Monster Mac. Yes, sir. Um, you know what? One of the first things I actually wanted to bring up was that this past weekend you had uh, a show that was a tribute to homicide. And that's pretty dope because, you know, most times when people get a tribute, it's usually when they're long gone. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and it's like you guys are honoring someone who, who's like kind of like that trainer, that mentor now. And, you know, that's pretty dope. Like, can you tell us a little bit about how that show was going on? And um, 
so we've been talking about it still to this day. I talked to D, and uh, who was homicide, by the way, for people. That okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, we talked this morning, this afternoon, and he's still like zooming off of it because it was such an awesome show. Um, from start to finish, the finish got a little rough because our boy Low Life Louie uh, took a pizza cutter to the head, and it nicked an artery. And oh shit! Instant blood rush. It was it was brutal, and uh, commission shut down the match right there. And uh, it was the main event, and we felt bad because it was Louis's moment and his time to shine on yeah. the homicide show. Our boy Low Life Louis's main eventing with Nick Gage. You know what I mean for the GCW oh my God, championship. Nick Gage. And yeah. it was almost a homicide. Yes, it was almost a homicide. <laughs> you know what I mean? But um, makes uh, sense. Yeah. It's on brand. It got, hey, yes. <laughs> too soon. Too soon. No, yeah. no, no. Never too soon. Never too soon. Listen, if you know anything about comedy, nothing is off limits when you're a real comedian. But um, what you call? Uh, it was an awesome show. It was a high school reunion, uh, pretty much for us. Uh, I saw guys from Doghouse, guys from Jersey Independence, New York Independence, Connecticut Independence, all over the country, current and um, you know past, present, future, whatever. Uh, and it was just an awesome feeling. And uh, I got to team up with one of my uh, longtime partners, Kyle the Beast, against um, nice. Philly's Most Wanted, Black G's, and Joker. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm still feeling it. I got <laughs> my head is zooming right now, and like I got scratches. You guys can see. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. people at home can't see, yeah. obviously, but uh, there's a bunch of scratches on the crown of my head because I took a door. Think shot. of like one scratch looks like the state of Tennessee. Yeah, it's, yeah. I mean, it's it's pretty much like Tennessee, and yeah. uh, the other one back here is starting to go away finally. But um, it looks like you got a bunch of black and blues. I yeah, thought it was yeah. hair. No, 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 no. <laughs> I mean, we, it was rough, man. Yeah, uh, he thought Joker. it was a bunch of hairs. He's about to get jealous. That's why. <laughs> Poor Listen, Sonny. Uh, let's not talk about hair. It's been missing since I was 30. Hey, hey. But, no, um, I have hair. They're just white. Anyway. <laughs> but uh, Joker, um, if anybody knows anything about Joker, he's one of the hardest hitting guys ever. And this is his first match back in like two years. Mm. And he definitely let me know that it was his first match back. I let him know. You know what I mean? But like when Joker hits you, it's like he's a military guy. He's yeah. trained in the military. He knows how to hit. And he's just, he's got that, like, insane strength. You yeah, because I mean? you have a bit of a history of, like, just kind of almost like a strong style, but yes. then, like, a hardcore look to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Especially with, like, the days of, like, CCW and mm-hmm. whatnot. I so, mean, that's all Homicide. That's why we yeah. had this show for Homicide. It was his 25th year in the business. Uh, he trained me, Key, Moff, Louie, Christopher Street Connection, all the guys back in the independence in the 2000s that you heard about. Yeah. All the way up to guys today, like Schlack. He's, I know he's starting to get in there with guys like Jordan Oliver. Um, you know, all the guys that are coming up now, yeah. Homicide has a piece. And, um, you know, he's, he's the guy that he's, uh, you know, he's like the glue. He's the guy that put us all together and showed us the way. And, you know, when we started back in like 99, 2000, independent wrestling was like, there's a ceiling, a definite glass ceiling. And, and you know, like, it, it's not, it doesn't matter who's in the room. But back then, they didn't want the minorities up. They didn't want no. any, any color skin other yeah. than white, they were holding down. And I'm not racist because I don't play that card ever. Yeah. But that's what it was, you know. Yeah. And then Homicide comes along with his guys, Miki, uh, Moff, um, and the SAT in red. And oh, amazing red, you mean. Yes. Amazing yeah. red, yeah. And then all Legend. of a sudden, everything just, we blow it up. Like, we were in the main events. We were, there was tag teams in the main events because of us, the hit squad. You know what I mean? Before that, nobody was doing that. Yeah, you exactly. Know? And, and then you had all these guys coming out of Brooklyn. It was to a point where they were calling us the New York clique. And if you were the part of New York clique, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, South Jersey, North Jersey loved us. Uh, they were trying to keep us out. They were like, oh, don't let anybody from New York click in. Damn, that shit got like, <laughs> real, like the oh. real territory. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was, it was very territorial back then because all those guys, they were happy doing nothing. 
Yeah. And then here we come. We bring the style that we see from Mexico, Japan, Puerto Rico, you know, FMW, All Japan, New Japan, uh, AAA. We're watching everything going on, and we're loving it, and we're doing that style. And all of a sudden, people are asking for us rather than them. And they saw was, that, and they got threatened real quick. Because what do you think was, like, the main style of wrestling? There was more almost like that WWF style? Where it, was uh, very, it was more of a like, methodical yeah, sort of magic slow. storytelling. Not even because WWF back then, they were still doing they were cool They would mix stuff, in the hard, yeah. But, like, the, the original, maybe, like, WWF, where yeah. it was more wow. like, you know, work, yeah. work an arm and work a leg and tell a story that Beat way. up the leg, yeah. you know, for the shot. And, and there's nothing yeah. wrong with yeah. that, but the crowds didn't want to see that. No. They wanted to see our style. Our style, we uh, we up the game. If yeah. it wasn't for our style, there's no Ring of Honor. There's uh, you know Jersey All Pro doesn't go into the fame that it goes to. There's probably no GCW. CZW might have happened because Zandig was determined to do something, but yeah. it wouldn't have been the same style. You know, because it still needed you to kind of yeah, like we had to come through, kind of bring the gas and just for it, yeah. bring that that the styles from around the world to here. Yeah. Speaking and, of Ring of Honor, something that some people may not realize or know is that. You guys were like the first. You guys were the pioneers of Ring of Honor. Yes. You know, you were what the second person signed. So we were the first uh, tag team signed. I believe Amazing Red was the first person signed. SAT signed the same day as us. So you gotcha. could go back and forth. So yeah, it's, but you gotcha. know, we were the same day. Uh, but Amazing Red was the first guy that they wanted, and then uh, from there it became uh, Homicide and um, Key and all the other guys that they signed. Uh, actually, Key was the same day as us. Homicide was the same day. So it was like on that one day, they got us all together because we were all working for Jersey All-Pro the same day. And they got us all that's together. A lot of, that's a lot of brown folks for a company that <laughs> it, we It really now. was. It really was. Really? Listen, <laughs> you know, you say really what you will about it. Rob Feinstein, but he's a white dude. Doug Gentry's a white dude. Gabe Sapolsky's a white dude. Mm-hmm. They knew what was going on. They were traveling they saw everywhere. The and they, they saw, saw the yeah, exactly. Talent. They saw the crowds were reacting to us in Bayonne, in Jersey City, in uh, Queens, in Brooklyn. They saw how everybody was responding to us. Yeah, because at the end of the, I feel like at the end of the day, Talent's always going to win. Nobody yep. cares about color at the end yep. of it. If you can give people a great match and entertain, then mm-hmm. and, you and guys get over. So, and they looked at it also. We were, if ECW kept going, we were going to be those next round of guys going in. Yeah. So they just were yeah. like, all right, well, there's no ECW. We'll give these guys a platform. And they just happened to like, you know, I don't want to say luck out, but they just happened to be lucky that we were all able to work it at was, the same time. And that was kind of around the ending of WCW. Yes. TNA was trying to be something. TNA hadn't even started yet when so, Ring of ex- Honor. Exactly. TNA so there was like that stuff. summer after Ring of Honor. Started. It was just a whole vortex of yep. talent that just mm-hmm. didn't know where to go. So it was perfect for you guys to be. Yeah. And for you guys to be signed without having to be on WWF is monumental as well. So it's That's funny. That's a big trust there. Too. It's funny because I like I, it. It sounds a little braggadocious, but I always used to say. Because I grew up in a time when there was no YouTube, no Facebook, not even MySpace, nothing. Not even me hinting. Wait, okay. <laughs> by the way, but real quick, hold up. We, you we lost it with the internet. That's the problem. That's the problem. Oh, wait, now you're going to stop tracking your jokes <laughs> on me? I mean, wait, wait, I mean, I'm not the one that has a MySpace. Listen, <laughs> uh, I, I saw, I'm sure there's Steve Mac MySpace somewhere yo, out there. Yo, dude, I was, I, I'm looking, I'm saying, I, and, and all of a sudden I was doing some research, and, I'm, and I see you with MySpace, and I was like, let me click on this for a second. Wow. And, and literally he had, the, he had the, the, the first sentence that says, just in case this gets big again. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Because you never know. Because you never know. But, um, you know, back then, though, we didn't, we didn't have any of that to, stuff. To Allison. So, um, wow. You know, we Because uh, <laughs> you were like, just in case it gets big again. Oh. I was like, things you say to Allison. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. 
Yeah, they, they stay kill you. Sonny. I, and I don't know why I freaking bring them back every freaking week, yo. This is your That's tax love. for not paying you. That's love. This is your tax for not paying us. Yeah. So, so, you know, back then, though, none of us had any access to that. But I would go to Great Adventure. I would go to Cape Cod. I would go all over the place. Hit Squad! Hit Squad! Oh, that's Hit Squad! Bust the back! What's up? How? You know what I mean? Because tape, tape trading and word of mm-hmm. mouth. So yeah. it was harder for us than it. I mean, if I was a kid today, I'd be on WWE TV within the first few years of my career. Yeah. With the same talent that I have, which ain't that much to me. You know what I mean? But, like, I would be on WWE real quick because yeah. they have access to all this stuff. All we the didn't tape, have that. all the yeah. scouts. All but people YouTube, knew who the hell we were years, yeah. because we were doing our thing and people were spreading the word and, like, like I said, Ring of Honor jumped on that ball. I mean, Jersey All Pro and Jack Sabbath and um, Frank Goodman's companies in Queens and Long Island, they were getting us in, but it was really, you know, Ring of Honor that took us to that next level because they had the exposure. They had guys that were working on the team full time. You know what I mean? That's so, insane. Yeah. And from when you started there with Ring of Honor, and have you still been paying attention to them from a distance, kind of seeing what they've been doing? What do you? What did you think the ceiling was for them? And where do you think they are now as a company, especially so, with like AEW emerging and whatnot? So right now they're definitely behind AEW as far as ta- uh, fan popularity. Oh yeah, that um, buzz is definitely yeah. something and, else right now. And you know the inconsistency with New Japan, either they're working with them or they're not working with them or they're working with them. That hurts them a lot because the only reason why they work the Garden is because of New Japan. Yeah. Not, yeah. And I'm not saying that like a dig, but you know like. I, it's yeah, the only reason why they got there. I mean, I was at the show, and I, and I, f- I can safely say that crowd was 75 to 80% there for New Japan. Yeah. For that yeah. talent. And you know what's so funny? New Japan, they're about to do this East Coast Invasion in September, right? Mm-hmm. You know when the first time they did East Coast Invasion? 2011, when they did it with Jersey All-Pro. I know, oh, because I was right. working with Jersey All-Pro, Jeez, working part of the All-Pro. Right. I drove some of the guys around from building to building. You know what I mean? Like, I was working with everybody. So I know... Jersey, uh, New Japan's been trying to do this for a long time. You know what I mean? If it wasn't because Jersey All Pro made one or two missteps, that would have been Jersey All Pro spot, not Ring of Honor spot. Yeah. You know what I mean? What happens to Ring of Honor then if that happens? You know what I mean? Lord. So, like, they, we, got, they lucked out in that mistakes were made and got New Japan to them in, at that it point. It almost feels like mistakes were made for Ring of yeah, Honor with we, a lot of companies, yes. too. I yeah. mean, I, I don't know. Also, I think part of that is also like, name. Because, I mean, if Jersey All Pro puts you in a pigeonhole because now you're jersey jersey yeah. yes and we east we, coast we talked about that back then yeah. had the new japan thing worked out the name change would have happened it would have been under something else but you know at the time because there were so many guys like homicide key myself sat everybody who worked jay lethal everybody worked jersey all pro first before they went to ring of honor or anywhere else yeah, yeah so it had that that's why new japan came to us because they knew of all the guys. We had so many guys working for New Japan that worked for Jersey All-Pro. Even guys like Saban and Shelly, the machine guns. Yeah. They work for Jersey All-Pro. You know, like all these guys who work at JAP. And, you know, when they would go to, like, New Japan or they would go to All Japan or they go to wherever, mm-hmm. everybody says something, oh, Jersey All-Pro. Oh, yeah, 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 we know that place. <laughs> See, there you know you what go. I mean? And it was all tape trading and whatever because, like I said, YouTube wasn't that big. I know that JAP's DVD distribution wasn't huge. Yeah. You know what I mean? I know what they were doing. I mean, they were getting in certain spots, but it wasn't like it was worldwide like that. Yeah. It was just guys that were working, spreading the word of mouth, you know? So, so. when it comes – so with with all the experiences that you've had, like, mm-hmm. what's some of the – like, what's been some of your favorite places that you've been able to visit as as a worker 
in, in working for so many different promotions? So, um, first and foremost was Japan. I got to work for Big Japan. Yeah. Uh, in 2002, me and Moss oh, wow. went out there. And um, I, I think because we weren't a blood and guts tag team. I mean, we were brutal. We used to, you know, beat people up. I mean, we still did up until our last run. Yeah. But uh, we weren't into barbed wire, explosion, all, and Big Japan was. And, that's you know, extremely yes. extreme. Yeah, yeah. so, like, you know, it, it became... It's fucking vicious. It was like, well, let's have somebody else. And we were about to go work for Zero One that January, and we got... Somebody stepped in and took, gave our spot to somebody else, and that team messed up that spot big time, and they were like, ah, we're going to keep the guy gene that we like. And they didn't give anybody else a shot. So we kind of lucked out, and then me and Mom stopped teaming up, and that was it. Um, you know, speaking of you and Mom... I was actually at the last show that you guys did versus LAX mm-hmm. in that in the brutal fucking match. That was rough. Where yeah. you guys were hitting. so traumatized. He's so <laughs> Yo, we, we spoke about this with, with Ortiz on the last uh, episode. He couldn't that, stop telling Ortiz about it. He was like, Yo, help. I, Yo, I was literally standing by ringside. There was a chair next to me. And somebody said, yo, give him that chair. I'm like, I'm not going to be a fucking conspirator to this shit. You fucking crazy? And then you just go, going crazy with, like, they're not even working chairs. Uh-huh. I mean, I'm, I'm talking about, like, damn near plastic chairs that don't fold. <laughs> and you guys were hitting the shit out of each other. I had a friend. Um, she came down. She'd never seen a hit squad match, and she was a big fan from way back. Uh-huh. And, like, we would, we would just BS online. And uh, she's like, oh, I'm going to be around. Can you get me in? So I got her in. And uh, she saw the hit squad for the first time, and she was like, "Thank God, this is your, one of your last guy, one of your last matches with him, because you guys are way too violent when you're together." And she's like, "I like, cause she's a little bit younger, so she was like, I seen you like back in the days, Ring of Honor. You guys are like beating the crap out of people, slapping people up, whatever. But this was different. You like these guys. I know you like these guys. I know they're your friends." But you hit them like they owe you money. <laughs> I was all like, right, all right, hold on. Well, there was a little masochistic shit going on because I saw a couple of you guys fucking <laughs> lean into the damn headshots. <laughs> but there's a reason for it because, see, this is the thing. Me and Moff knew that the end of our time together was coming. We okay. knew. We had discussed. We were planning our, you know, exit strategy, if you will, right? But we also knew that Mike and Angel they were going to represent New York no matter where they went. Mm-hmm, they were yeah. going to represent Boricuas. They were going to represent New York. Yeah. And everything that we brought, they're going to carry that legacy on and make it even, take it even further. Oh. We knew that. We couldn't let them just take the handle, though. Oh, yeah. We had to let them earn it. They had to earn that. And look at what all that's gone on since that match. Look at everything that they've done. Are they not one of the best yeah, tag teams in the yeah, world yeah. right Absolutely. now? Absolutely. Absolutely. Including um, the, the Young Bucks, uh, Russo's, the Brute, the Briscoe. Yeah, yeah, like everybody. Oh, yeah, like Jeez. everybody's out there. LAX is always in the conversation. Yeah. As brutal as that match was, it, it was almost like the, <laughs> uh, it was like both extremes. The match was so brutal, but then like when you guys got into the ring and then got on the mic and then started talking – Loving, you know, lovingly about them. I'm just like, yeah. It it was like such a roller coaster that I was like, yeah, I gotta go. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's like, at one point I'm just like cringing, like oh, and then the other point I'm like, yeah, I'm not crying. You crying? I'm not crying. You crying? <laughs> uh, you know, like the one thing about me and Moff, um, we could go 20 years never talk. 
We spend five minutes together, get in the ring, and it's like nothing happens. Like no time has passed. We have that. Since day one, we've had chemistry with each other where we don't have to say anything. We know what the other person's thinking. And like I said, we could go years without talking, and it just. That's a friendship. <laughs> it, it, it yeah. just, it's not even a. It's just some weird just magic, like destiny that we were supposed yeah. to meet and be tag team partner, right? But. The weird thing is, is that we both knew about Mike and Angel. We felt the same exact way and everything. We didn't talk about it. We just did it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But the one thing, no matter what, and I could say this, you know, we could be best friends or not best friends or whatever. Moff, when it comes to bringing out pure emotion out of people, Moff is one of the best in the world that I've ever met. He knows how to get people sucked into the story, make them feel a certain way, and take them on that roller coaster. And at the end, you're going to give them a standing ovation. Because that's what he does. That's what he excels at. He may not be the best technical wrestler. He may not be the best high flyer. You thank God he's not a high flyer. He <laughs> well, I got to talk to you about something that you've been. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, I know. I know. We'll, we'll get to that I, in a second. I, I look like I'm serious <laughs> saying that. But, like, but the one thing Moff does, he gets you to invest. Yeah. And with that match that day, there was so much investment because we wanted it to be special for Mike and Angel. Yeah. You know, they had asked for us. They wanted that match. We wanted that match. That's awesome. But knowing, like I said, it was probably going to be one of the last times. I think we only did, like, two more matches after that, and that was it. You know what I mean? And knowing that, like, it, we had to make it a grand exit. You know what I mean? And oh, yeah. We did question. our best we could with Mike and Angel, and now, like I said, best tag team in the world. Who knows where they're about to go with their, uh, their I, contract. You know, well. I don't ask them. I have a feeling, suspicions <laughs> in my head. I'm pretty sure I know where I would uh, like to see them gonna, go, yeah. but that's on them, and they got to talk about it, you know what I mean? But I want to see them on a bigger stage, but not just on a bigger stage. I want to see them with teams that can work yeah. and go, you know? I want to see them do stuff with it'd be, guys. It'd be nice to see them at the end of August, you know, going all out in their next matches in the future. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know what? Really yeah, good. I think yeah. someone – and I hope someone does go all out for their contract and, you know. Yeah, exactly. i tell you this, though. I, I, I will say this, and I'll, I'll put this out there. I haven't spoken to Moff, but if they decide that their last indie date that they can do, they want to work us, all they got to do is call me and Moff. Actually, That'd they got to call Moff. They already know I'll be there. They got to call <laughs> Moff. Yeah, By the way, why, why, why the decision to stop being the hit squad? Um, it's a combination of things. So, I mean, if, if it's – No, no, it's yeah. cool. It's cool. Don't worry about it. I mean – Listen, if there's anything, I will snake my way around it. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, a uh, combination of things. Um, Moff, from day one, Moff loves wrestling, but we were both thrown into the hit squad thing where when we were kids, it was like, you guys look like you should be a tag team. And it, like I said, from day one, we had that chemistry. So we were thrusted into something. We never got a chance to really explore and do our thing. And that's why it ended the way it did the first time. Yeah, Yeah. as a single. I could tell he always wanted to be a single star. He always wanted to do things. He he likes that spotlight. I mean, we all do. That's why we do this. You know what I mean? But he really likes that spotlight. So when the time came, you know, I didn't want to break up the hit squad in Ring of Honor. I wanted to keep it running for a little bit longer, at least get one run with the tag belts. Because, you know, we kind of earned that, you know, Mm -hmm. but wasn't in the cards. So we did our thing. He leaves the business. He comes back, and situations happen where I needed a partner. And that was him. around like 2007, right? 2010, 2000, yeah, 2010, because oh. I was teaming up with Havoc from The Solution. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We were tied JP Tag Champs. Havoc had some outside stuff that happened. He couldn't be there for any of the shows anymore. So Ma filled in for a couple of spots, 
And then we were like, all right, well, if we want to do this, let's re revisit this. And um, really where things kicked off was uh, when we started working for Beyond Wrestling in 2015. Gotcha. And um, I had to talk hard. I had to, like, convince him big time, like, he needed to be a part of this. And um, it was really hard to get – because he was like, they're going to eat us up. We're old men. And, you know, all these guys are hungry young lions like Dickinson, EYFBO, Jocka, all these guys, Biff Busick. All these guys are such animals. Music. Oh, Biff was <laughs> Biff is amazing to see live. When you he, when you see him go, it's ridiculous. But I had to convince him. So then we get there, we work uh, Dickinson and Jaka, and the crowd like it's it. The fans are literally on the apron, on the Ooh, apron, wow. and you feel that energy. Like, that's that's, that's what, just goosebumps right there. Listen, <laughs> me too, because. I feel every single time. We wrestled, I think, like 30 or 40 matches for Beyond Wrestling. Yeah. Every single time, the crowd was right there. And I just, every time, it didn't matter. I could have been 400 pounds. I wouldn't have been blown up. Because they get you so hyped up that you just want to murder. Like, <laughs> I, like I can, when we get in there with um, uh, uh, War Machine, the, the Viking Raiders, yeah. right? Yeah. We get in there with wait, them. Wait, the, the Viking experience. experience. Viking experience, whatever the hell the, they're called the, now. The Viking Raiders. You know, yeah. that's the, you the know Viking the Raider experience. Let's yeah. just call the War Machine. Um, we get in there with War Machine, big as hell, right? Especially the big one, Hanson. Yeah. Hanson's huge. Hanson's huge. We could have gone for two hours, three hours, and not been tired. Like, the crowd is right there. You feel every little thing. When they breathe, you feel it. When they're excited, when they're sad, when you feel it. So, like, that, that's just like, it, it just, it, it's like an adrenaline shot right to the heart every single time. Gotcha. You know, we wrestled DIY, uh, Gargano and Ciampa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the best matches of my career because the crowd was so hyped. We just came off our tournament for tomorrow win. Yeah. Um, the first match is them. Everybody was expecting what they got. Choppa and Moff to slap the hell out of each other. And as soon as it <laughs> happened, the place just blew up. Like, it was insane. And, like, stuff like that was just giving us so much life. And we, we could have gone on forever. But eventually, Moff was – at first I complained. I was like, you know, we're doing all this stuff. We're not getting put in the advertisements. We're not getting promoted. Our match is yeah. being left to, up to us to promote. And, like, I'm down to promote because that's just what I do. Yeah, but yeah. at the same time, it should be on the company that's helping too. Yeah. And they were, trying to, they were trying to promote other stuff. But if you go and watch, crowd is going nuts for the hit squad. So did it feel like you – It's a ego thing, but, you know. Yeah, did it feel like you guys were being taken for granted? Uh, slightly, that slightly. But I had approached the office behind the scenes. Yeah. Then we go and we wrestle at the Game Changer show that they had in Jersey. Mm -hmm. And uh, we wrestle the Hate Club. And we knew when we got there, Nate Hatred already told us. He's like, I'm retiring after today. I'm done. I'm not going to wrestle anymore. So we were like, oh, okay. All right, we're going to work with that. We'll, you know, have a great match. Due to politics, they're like, uh, we kind of need them to win. And, and it's like, like, that's not how you go out. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. And it's nothing. It's listen, the tradition oh, of the business. I'll put yeah. Nate Hatred, rest in peace. I'll put Nate Hatred over all day because I wrestled that dude a bunch of times and I've always had great matches. And that match is a great match too. But at the same time, we are – like Nick Gage is a star by himself. He's Yeah, he's that. fine. He's but if one of them's leaving, your next tag team, your big tag team, they're still there. So yeah. we lose and Moff lost it. And he went on, you know – his Facebook and all kinds of stuff. 
talking trash and we got fired that week. <laughs> like oh, it was geez. like, oh well, I guess I, I mean there's enjoyed a, my last match. There's a thing. <laughs> there's a thing with. I mean, it's a wrestling's an art form. End of the day, some of the stuff that's done in the ring before you get in the ring is just all-encompassing piece of work and art. And with all art, you have to have that level of respect for mm-hmm. that, you know, what, what comedy... art. <laughs> that what, what goes we, on we, in cause, the Because it's comedy referred to as the respect for the business. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, it should be ref- respect for the art. Yeah. Because it is interesting how it's been changing, too. Like, the demographic of the wrestlers feels like it's changed also. Comparing, like, the 2000s, like, early 2000s and whatnot to, like, the guys today, like, the younger ones. It feels like they're very... I don't want to say nerds, but I, I guess nerds is, the, for lack of a better term, very, like the, the young uh, kids very now. Very non-athletic. Very non-athletic. <laughs> no, no, I mean. And, and I, I say that Oh, I mean like the kids now. The kids no, no, now, I'm saying yeah. the kids now yeah. are very, they're very non-athletic. They're video game card-playing geeks. Yeah. And I'm not saying that in a bad way. I'm just saying that that's what they are, whereas back in the day it was mostly football players, boxers, martial artists. You exactly. Know, and you didn't really, like you weren't going to be a fan challenging Bruiser Brody because you knew that was just dumb. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And like the same way today, how many people you know? Listen, I grow up low key. Guy's only five foot eight. Yeah. But how many people are gonna step up to him and be like, "Hey, Loki, you're a dick." Nobody Loki. wants to fight Loki. Thank you. I don't fight Thank Loki. you. Thank you. I'm scared of Loki. I saw him. I went I to a House of Glory show. No, I went to a House of Glory show, right? Uh-huh. And it was him. The main event was him and Red. Okay. And I remember Oh, just, when they were on the stage? Yeah, they yes. were, I was about to say, yeah, yep. that scared the shit out of me. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I'm getting at, though. See, you know that this being pro wrestling, pro wrestling is an art, it's entertainment. Yeah. It is, there's a lot of things pro wrestling is, right? Mm-hmm. But the one thing you can never hide is when it's real. You know that Loki had to have trained, Red had to have trained non-pro wrestling and real martial arts to know and do what they did. They brought, they brought out sticks. They brought out kicks. All kinds of crazy nonsense. That doesn't happen with just two kids playing in the backyard. Yeah. You gotta know your stuff. You gotta be trained. You know they call it professional for a reason. A lot of people forget. They think you go to pro wrestling school and that's it. But a lot of people forget the best pro wrestlers are the guys that know how to shoot. The guys that know how to do judo. The guys that know how to do all kinds of other martial arts, kickboxing, whatever mm-hmm. it is. Those are the best guys because they know. What's real and what's fake? Like the history of some of the best champion, like the best known champions, were all in high school wrestling. Yep. Yeah. And it's like it just makes sense. It's mm-hmm. just a continuous thing right then and there. To to rewind for a second, so you started in '98, right? Uh, '97. Actually, technically, my first match was in '96, but okay, it wasn't. Oh, it wasn't like a. It wasn't sanctioned. Yeah, it was. So there was a mock party. There was a sanctioned match. There was a on the corner of Bushwick Avenue. It was on the corner of Third and Ninety Second in Brooklyn. But there was a a parade. Yeah, they had a wrestling remember. Wait, you fought in the middle of a parade? Yes, Muffin Parade in in Brooklyn. But um, what you call it? So my mom came home and she was like, "Hey, there's a wrestling ring." So me and Key jet to the ring, <laughs> and we get there, and it's the guy who discovered McFoley, Tommy D. No way. Tommy D. had the ring set up with Bodyguard for Hire, who's Mike Cruel's father. Oh, I Mike remember Cruel that guy. was there. Mike Cruel was like maybe eight, nine. He was real young. And um, All right, I, I got I got another question. Yes. Oh, uh, let me. Oh, so yeah, he, go, go, go ahead. So go he's ahead. like he's like we're looking at the ring. He's like, you guys know how to train, how to work. And we're like, uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> we were 16. I just finished playing football literally the week before, and 
you know, did it you was like. High, did you play high school football? Yeah, 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 Fort what? Hamilton uh, in Brooklyn. Ugh. So, <laughs> listen, we've we've got a great team. I don't remember how many rings we got, but we got a few. I just wasn't there for any of them. But, <laughs> but so we get in the ring. We I, fight. I played at Columbus, so we oh, got no right. rings. I feel it's your fine. pain. I feel it's your pain. terrible. Um, so, uh, what you call? We get in the ring. We fight. And we're doing all this stuff. And within a minute and a half, 5,000 people just packed tight watching us. And we we're like, oh, shit. We didn't, we didn't think people were going to be watching us, you know what I mean? So then all of a sudden, we're doing whatever, and we, we just made it work, right? And Key goes up to the top rope, goes for a moonsault, and he kicks the street light. So everybody's like, oh, 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 I was like, Key, let's just finish it, finish it. He covers me, one, two, three. Everybody's going nuts, right? So then Tommy D's like, hey, kid, you know, give me your number. Make sure I got your number. And I'm like, like I said, I'm 16. I'm living with my mom. You know? He's leaving me messages like 3, 4 in the morning like a freaking creep. Hey, Steve, uh, you know, I still want to use you and your cousin to wrestle. Uh, I mean, I'm like, oh, what's up, what's up? To catch a president. <laughs> no, 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 no. But, you know, it was, it was like, you know, it was like that's how it started, though. You know? From that point on, we had the bug. And then I have I was boys with Low Life Louie and Mace. Yeah. And they, they were going to uh, – Actually, over by our boy Rod's house, um, um, St. John's Church. Shout out to Roger. Big Rod. And Mark in the house. We have, a, we have an audience of two in the house right <laughs> yeah. now. But, um, our biggest crowd so far. <laughs> but it was, we went to St. John's. And, like, the whole time we're going, I'm like, he, if you get hurt, no matter what you do, do not go to Woodhall Hospital. That's the Roach Motel. You check in, but you don't check out, bro. And he's like, what? I'm like, yeah, no, don't do it. Don't do it. Oh, we'll God, walk Woodhall. to the hospital. So Louie, you know, gets us in. And yeah. we, from that point on, we met Homicide, Lathan, all these guys. And it just took off from there. But, you know, in 96, we had that match. And it just, that's when everything went nuts. All right. So here's my question. Mm-hmm. That first match. Yep. During the parade. What parade was it? Because I'm real curious to know what Rag, fucking parade. Ragamuffin parade. Ragamuffin? Yeah, Ragamuffin parade. No uh, fucking. October 96 on 3rd Avenue in Brooklyn. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. There, there was like. I'm a little not young. Even, not yeah. Even, yeah. Like, yeah. To no Ragamuffin parade. Like not even Dude, kidding. Dude, think of the word Ragamuffin. It's a very, it's very gay. Okay. So, uh, I don't know. I'm expecting jerk chicken had, like, of some sort. They had, like, some Irish stuff Jerk chicken and oxtails like, were thrown into the ring crazy. and shit. It's pretty, it was insane. But it was, it was white people Bay Ridge. You know what I mean? Like, at a ragamuffin parade? Oh, God. I, I don't even try to understand. The early stages of gentrification. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my but, God, um, Sally. Let's get Irie. <laughs> <laughs> all I'm saying is, all I'm saying. I, I think up, I'm crying. <laughs> I grew up in Bay Ridge, and I hung around Benson and my entire life, all I've done was chase Italian and Greek women. So I respect it. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yo, I saw the Italian flag on your profile. Sir. You, were you Ooh, part Italian it? too? Uh, Puerto Rican, Italian, and a little bit of Filipino somewhere in there. Hey. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. I'm not sure where, but it's it's in there. Some, somebody's there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, I've got the chinky eyes. Uh, that might be there. Smoke. It might just be there. No, no I don't, I'm just saying, I don't smoke. You know what I mean? It just, <laughs> it's there. <laughs> <laughs> My mom told me when I was a kid, she's like, you're a little bit Filipino, but, like, we don't know where. I was like, so how do you know I'm Filipino? Because uh, like, you look like you're from the Philippines. Because that's where they stole you from. <laughs> <laughs> look, I got a new so baby. <laughs> when I was a kid, I used to tell my mom, I know you slept with Big Van Vader. I'm his son. Wow. Tell me now. She's like, Yo. I don't like white dudes like that. I'm like, damn it, woman. <laughs> Lie to me. Make me feel it was viscera. <laughs> oh, God. No, 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 too much chocolate. <laughs> well, you know, you are brown. <laughs> I, I, listen, that visceral man—that's another one. Rest in peace. He was a huge, 
huge, huge dude. dude. And like, yeah. I always like listen. I wrestled the Road Warriors, right? And I felt tiny next to the Road Warriors. Next to Viscera, I felt like a midget. Like you know what I mean? Like it was. It, he was just so his hands were the size of like catcher's mitts. You know what I mean? Jeez. Like it's ridiculous. Because this one, he like Vince was getting guys at like six four, mm-hmm. six three, and that was just normal yeah. for them, yeah. which is yep. insane. And he was yeah. like six eight. Yeah, he was. I think six eight, six nine, something like that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, th- I mean, this this is how you know. And there's still some of what you just said about getting the big guys. The stuff that happened last week with Janela and uh, Enzo. Yeah. Yeah. Enzo looks tiny on WWE TV. Yeah. But next to Janela, Enzo looks like Andre the Giant, which is yeah. so funny. <laughs> you know what weird, I mean? So weird. like, go figure. Wait, how tall is Janela? Janela's only like five seven, five eight. It's kind oh, of. Like I was standing next to him. Yeah, I, I was looking down. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because I, I mean, I've met. Enzo, mm-hmm. and Enzo is like about. I feel like Enzo's like about an inch or two taller than me. Maybe I'm. But if, if you watch the drunk. video, if you watch the video, <laughs> yeah, it's. I mean, there's a clear height difference, difference between yeah. the two. Yeah, I'm like a little yeah. kid. Janelle yeah, looks exactly, Janelle, like, exactly. I thought he was fighting a kid. Yeah. Yeah. I, I used oh, to always think like wrestlers are like these super tall, like giants when you're growing up as yeah. a kid, and then we went to comic. I mean, uh, WrestleCon this year, and we saw like Tanahashi and all these guys. And I'm like. I'm towering these dudes, like yep. well, looking you know at what? Tanahashi and looking like uh, looking at guys like uh, what is it, Ibushi and whatnot. Like it's just insane. But like, it, like Tomohiro Ishii, like that's tiny. My, that's my twin. Yeah, that, that happens all the time. Twin. I can see it. I mean, <laughs> I can see it. Somebody that looks small on TV, they're bigger in real life. Mm-hmm. You know, is it? I mean, honestly, that used to be the thing with me and watching basketball. You know, I remember watching the Knicks, and I remember my aunt specifically saying. Oh my God, he looks so cute. He's so small. I'm like, you know, he's like six four, right? <laughs> yeah, well, look, the one thing. All right, so uh, I always listen to lyrics from songs real close because I always know that somewhere in there they're shouting out somebody, right? Yeah. yeah. So in Biggie's, I got a story to tell. He's talking about. Oh, uh, you know the who that's girl, about, right? That's John Starks. No. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. John Starks is the only six five dude on the team at the time. It was Mason. Oh, yeah, that's right. Was it was. It? Yeah, it was, it was by Anthony Mason. Oh, damn it. I, I, I found that after the so, fact. So when he and the says, thing is, that it was like, sad. I don't know somebody, six somebody told the story yeah. online. I damn saw it. It, it was, oh, I thought it was Starks. It was Mason. I think it was Fat it, Joe. Fat guy. Joe talked about it. I think Fat Joe said it. But I found out from somebody. No, yeah. I mean, I found out from another channel, but like, I actually met Mason at Caroline's, and, he, and me and him got really cool when I was doing comedy shows there. And, yo... When I found out it was Mace, it was after he died, and I felt so bad about it. Like, can we it talk about like, guys like, that are alive? <laughs> <laughs> like, it was like, I was just like, shit, that's just bummed me the fuck out. <laughs> no, see, because, like I said, he says directly. He said, I don't know, one of them yeah. six five, six five, dude. So, like, the only one I look back, the only guy yeah. that was 6'5 is Starks. But even then, when you look at Starks against everybody else he on doesn't that squad, look that tall. Nah. Starks is a nah. midget next to them, but he's 6'5". I'm, I'm, some, I'm such a, a, a Knicks nerd because I'm such a – Fan of the '90s team. Mm-hmm. He's also a masochist. Clearly, is he? Yeah. <laughs> no, wait, wait. Well, we did well during the '90s. You know, yeah, yeah, we did. Just, yeah, Patrick yeah. Ewing could have dunked it instead of finger rolled, but whatever. We're, we're gonna go a little off track of wrestling. This is where we become. Yep, I like wrestling ish. <laughs> Let's say it was in the garden. So that's the connection. It's all that matters. Yeah. Yeah. It's all that matters. Yeah. Yeah. I remember watching it and just having that, yeah, fuck! No, no. When, when, when fucking Reggie Miller killed us, me and Key, we were at the house watching the game. Oh, and we were like, sorry. all right, good. We got it. We got it. We're less than a minute. We're good. We're good. And Reggie Miller hits that for fuck! Oh, then he the grabs, three, steals. Oh, first, he gets away the push. The three threes. Yes. Oh. And then gets and that 18. second. 18.9 oh. seconds. I remember that shit oh. clear as day. And you know what's crazy? 
the moment that John Starks went to the line and he missed that f- the, the two oh, free throws, oh, I knew oh, we were going to – at that point, oh, I knew we were going to lose the fucking series. Game seven, John Starks. How many threes did he make? Oh, none. Whoa, 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 whoa. You know what? I'm not putting that on John Starks. This for my cousin I still, you. Pass the ball, John. No, I'm not putting that on John Starks. I still defend, John Starks is still my favorite Nick player, and I still defend him on Game 7 because we wouldn't get to Game 7 if it wasn't for what he did in Game uh, he, 6. He, yes, he mm-hmm. got us to the Game 7. But Sorry, we were in talking Game about 7, like there was a lot it. of other dudes that <laughs> were open I'm that not a he fan. clearly missed when he should have gone for the assist. What would you say? Yo, why the hell do I have <laughs> an intern – that what doesn't get Knicks? his water, doesn't get his cookies, <laughs> doesn't get his Knicks milk, fan? and it doesn't Where's get his cheesecake. cheesecake. <laughs> and oh, hey, and you gonna talk shit? <laughs> hey, let me guess. You like LeBron, right? Yeah. Shut the oh, fuck up. <laughs> Is he better than Jordan? Yes. Yes, the really? Oh, really? Yeah. really? You have to so justify yourself okay, real quick. Justify yourself real quick. We why, can't, why we can't get into this right now. No, 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 real quick. No, if you're going to put that, you know what? Wait, 30 seconds. He's better than the GOAT. Go ahead, go. The only no, reason. That's it. That, <laughs> anyway. No, I want to hear what he has to say. Let's give him 30 seconds. All right, 15 seconds. You got it. The only reason why people think that Jordan is better is because he has a killer instinct than LeBron does, which is true. That's the only thing I'll give him. But overall, LeBron's a better player. So we, okay, the finals. You know what? We actually don't even say the rings because – there's a lot of players on the Celtics that have more rings than Jordan, right? Yeah. But Jordan made his team better. That's the difference between Jordan and LeBron. I wasn't a Jordan fan growing up because I was a Knicks fan. Yeah, me too. I hated Jordan mm-hmm. on Christmas Day. You don't understand how many goddamn Christmases I wanted the Knicks <laughs> to win ruined. and got shut down. You know how many I times I see, wanted to go to Garden with a fucking chair and hit Jordan for with real, that shit? For real, for <laughs> real. In the 90s, as a Knicks fan, two things were guaranteed. You were making the playoffs and you were losing to Jordan. Thank yeah. you. That was Thank it. Thank you. Except that for 94 when he yeah, fucked the one year that he did, screwed up. Yep. <laughs> but like, oh, in 99, the one year he after retired again. <laughs> yeah. Yep. That was the other year. But the worst was hearing Marv Albert, Michael Jordan with the cross. Watch how he crosses over the entire Knicks team in fabulous fashion <laughs> as they're going to commercial. <laughs> and the Knicks are down by 39 in the first quarter. I'm like, God damn it, son. Why can't it be a Merry Christmas for me? <laughs> that motherfucking Marv Albert. Marv Albert gushing about that shit. Marv Motherfucker, Albert. you're getting paid by MSG. What the, the pain, fuck, man? <laughs> Wait, hold on. I will say the this. The pain I got in Monster Max's voice. Uh, listen, disgusting. Uh, it hurt. Jordan. It hurt. It hurt. I got, to, uh, I, I got to ride down an elevator in MSG with Patrick Ewing and Marv Albert one time, right? And, like, I was a kid, so I knew who they both were. He didn't bite you, right? No, but wait. So this uh, is, like, the year <laughs> before the biting, right? Maybe, give or take. So um, Marv is wearing this giant fur coat. Marv Albers wearing yes, a fur coat? A fur, it was like Yo, November. Okay. So it was big, brown, f- beautiful fur coat looking like a super fly pimp, right? And Marv Patrick Albert? Ewing, yes! Yeah. Patrick Ewing wearing this bummy ass jacket. He got arrested for biting a woman, a prostitute. No, I know but that. He had, that's the thing. He had some banging ass chick with him. I'm like, <laughs> I wasn't even worried about the, the chick because she was super hot, but like, I was like, he's wearing this super pimp coat. Like, I was probably like 13, give or take. Yeah. And I'm like, yo, how? Like, why? <laughs> we find out Marv Roberts out here in the streets. He was going like to He was, he was like going way downtown. <laughs> he was going way downtown. Yeah, honestly. For three. <laughs> all of them. <laughs> <laughs> that was Marv Albert at the I bar. I watched all three. So <laughs> low life, break. Low Life Louie, when the Marv Albert scandal happened, Low Life Louie wore a mask. And like he wore bra and panties to the ring and wrestled as Marv Albert. This is when we were doing. So oh, it's kind of like backyard, but we were we were inside yeah. a building. You know what I mean? So um, 
he's, he's doing this gimmick. I was the champ of his company for the time. He's like, Steve, I want you to lose. I was like, sure. He's like, but I'm going to hit you with a, a purse. I was like, okay. Inside the purse, I'm going to take out the dildo. <laughs> and that's where Low Life Louie's obsessions with dildos started. Oh, it started. It started, yes. And hence the name Low Life Louie. Yes. <laughs> yes. Do you feel like it was easier to kind of get away with stuff like that in wrestling compared to now where Priscilla Presley has the tampon and controversy that started? Do you think something like that wouldn't have been the case back then? Uh, or do you think it's just more what, – what, what do you think the factors are? So, like, a Joey Ryan would have gotten over doing what he was doing of back course. then. Um, oh, so he would be fucking – In ECW. Joey Ryan, would, Joey be, Ryan, Joey ECW. Ryan would be IC champion right now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But the problem is, and, uh, and I complain about it a lot because I'm an old grumpy man now. Get off my lawn. <laughs> I feel is you. I the millennials it. are very sensitive about things. They're yeah. worried about stuff that has nothing to do with them. You know what I mean? Me and you could be having a conversation, right? And I could call you my favorite one. And I grew up in 1980s Brooklyn where you could say things like, oh, he's half a fag or, oh, he's a retard. It didn't hurt anybody Mm -hmm. because you knew they weren't being serious. Now, if me and you are talking and we're friends, but he doesn't know that and I call you a retard. Oh, my God. You're the worst (laughs) human being on the face of the earth. How dare you call someone that you know a retard? What's wrong with you? Why? Why is it your business? That's the problem. Nobody's minding their own business. Everybody's taking things and being super sensitive because they all. Social media is what you know is really. I was gonna say. I feel like a a big category. Yes. Big, big catalyst. And everybody, everybody's using that as their platform, their soapbox to be self-righteous. Yes. And there's no reason to be. Just worry about you and what makes you happy. Listen, I don't care. I want gay people to get married. I want transgender to be get married and be happy. If they want to be miserable, just like straight people. More power to them. Go do what you got to do. I'm going to mind what's going on in my world. I don't care about anything else. If it don't affect my money or my family, I don't give a crap. Yeah. Do what you got to do to make you happy, just as long as it don't hurt nobody. Yeah. If you hurt somebody, that's a different ballgame. Yeah. But, you know, you should be able to say whatever. That's what this country was built on, freedom of speech. The reason why they fought so hard when they were in, the, in, in England – they couldn't say what they wanted to say. And now for our history lesson. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. Listen, I could have been a history teacher or a gym teacher. I would have been dope as a gym teacher. But um, what you call? But like, you know, that's part of this re- the reason why the country was even yeah, formed. They were looking for freedom to say what they wanted to say, and now we're regressing for what? Because and then the worst part is they want to blame it on somebody else, no matter what happens. There's a hole in the ceiling. Blame it on Donald Trump. There's a that's hole in the bad. floor. Blame it on Hillary Clinton. Nobody wants to blame the person responsible for that hole being there. They want to find somebody else to take blame. And that's affecting wrestling. You know what? I don't pay Bage or Tara or Nez. Blame it on Trump. Fuck yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Damn, son. Yeah. yeah, just blame it on there Trump. That's fine. Blame it on Trump. Hey, hey. I, can't I didn't vote for him, so that's why I'm here. I'm, but, I'm okay yeah. with that. <laughs> but, you know, like, that's, what's effect- that's the problem with wrestling. Everybody before the other day, who, so I, I think it was because it really changed once WWE went public. It just completely well, that changed the whole industry. Well, yeah, yeah, of course, the whole course. industry changed there. Of course, but you know the thing is, like, there was somebody the other day got yelled at. I forgot who it was. They were being too much of a heel and yelling at the crowd. How can you be too much of a heel? Oh this my god! Is, uh, was, oh wait, it no, too, no, no, it was no, a. It was, uh, uh, damn. It was somebody very recently. Yeah, it was recent. It was one of the TV guys. They were being too much um, of a heel. 
Stop it. You can't do that. You can't offend people. I know Tyra Valkyrie went through something with. No, somebody with WWE. Yeah, it was WWE. That that he said something Mm -hmm. and it came off too harsh. Yeah. But and, like, so and they were know, like, yo, what am I? I'm, that's what I'm supposed to Like, I'm literally to. supposed to be the bad but guy. But wasn't it Kevin Owens? It could have been Kevin Owens. I, I don't remember. I just remember seeing that someone got blamed for being a heel, and they were too heel. And that noise, if you picked up on the microphone, is lightning. Oh, <laughs> yes! I mean, actually, thunder, because lightning. Storm. Thunder. <laughs> um, Light, lightning, you see. Thunder, but that breeze coming through is nice. Yeah, um, but, uh, you know, like, when I, was, when I was coming up, the whole goal was to make little kids cry. Was it to get them to buy, get their parents? And I don't buy understand shirts, why we don't know? allow like things like that at the art of wrestling right there. That should make a bigger comeback to to, to wrestling. Of yeah. course, the yeah. whole thing is to leave an image that when they see you, they'll remember you, mm-hmm. and when you become popular enough, they'll buy your stuff. Everybody's into instant gratification. Yeah. So if you take away that instant gratification, they don't want none of that. Do you think the industry is just and I and I kind of I feel this way personally, but do you think the industry is almost full of just like guys they're just guys that wrestle but there's no character development so there is because i see it maybe maybe yeah i so this is the thing i wanted to ask you about like the indie scene i recently became one of the talent scouts for combat zone wrestling okay and uh, i help out with stuff in the back a little bit not too much i don't have any power like that so don't be hitting me up to try to get a spot in czw but (laughs) um i i I've always been, when it, when it was JAP, I did the same thing. I would help Fat Frank out, try to find talent. And in that, I got to know these kids. And actually helping, doing with Beyond Wrestling, working with Beyond Wrestling, I was able to be exposed to a high level of talent where I got to see characters being developed. Uh, Chris Dickinson, you know, for all the stuff that people think that he is, a lot of that is his character. You yeah. know, and they don't realize because he's so good at it. I mean, he is nuts. Don't get me wrong. I don't want you to think that Chris Dickinson is, you know, all a joke. It's not. So, for those but who are not familiar with who Chris Dickinson is, enlighten us. Chris Dickinson is uh, a kid from Staten Island who is now one of the top independent professional wrestlers. Um, he, uh, him, his, himself, uh, his boy Jaka, uh, EYFBO, a.k.a. LAX, the mm-hmm. four of them, and Pinky Sanchez, five of them, were part of a team called Team Pazuzu. They were kind of like the oh, yeah, new yeah, age hit squad where it was like me, Moff Key, and Homicide. They were, they were like kids watching us, so they like did the, the same thing. Yes, almost, exactly. Yeah. They were the next generation. Um, but they were all way talented, all very skilled. I mean, Dickinson did karate and other martial arts. Um, and, and, and Jaka did too because they were both best friends growing up. Uh, so like right now, Chris Dickinson is like one of the top indie Stars. He's wrestling for Evolve a lot, um, and he like, does a thing where he's like. Uh, and possessed. shout out to Evolve and their tenth anniversary show as well mm-hmm. for Gabe and them. I mean, that was a pretty big deal that they were on WWE the Network. Network. You know what I mean? Jeez. So like, it, you know, he's in a good spot. Um, Except for Eddie Kingston. Fuck that guy. <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> so that's all I'm gonna say. Hey, so Eddie, you know to, that to do a call back. Fuck him. Tell him I said it. To do a call back to episode. 87? 87 with, yeah. uh, Ortiz. with Ortiz. Ortiz. <laughs> Someone has a problem with... Uh, I just don't like the way he looks at my girl. Eddie Kingston. Because <laughs> <laughs> he didn't appreciate the fact I already, that, uh, to say no more. that Eddie was started up. following <laughs> the Glamazon. You ain't got to say no more. So uh, <laughs> at some point when we have Eddie Kingston on, we'll... Uh, so wait, I'll, get you, <laughs> I'll give you a little gratification on Eddie Kingston. So Uh-oh. Eddie Kingston has in a tiny 2009. <laughs> I, I will neither confirm Let's nor confirm deny it. what Let's I've confirm seen. It here. But 
Um, what you call? Let's send Beige home happy. Come on. <laughs> Confirm it. Come on. I'm always home happy. You're not, you're not gonna be happy. You're not gonna be happy. Oh, geez. Um, oh, so uh, what you call? Anyway, so um, oh, shit. like 2009, 2010. Um, it's a tripod. But yeah, so uh, he was every time we would hang out, he'd be like, "Yo, fuck Nakamura! I want Nakamura! Fuck Nakamura! I want Nakamura!" <laughs> so we do the East Coast Invasion tour, and I told Eddie, I was like, "Eddie, you better be there because Nakamura's gonna be there." He's like, "I got a bookie, man. I got I mean, fuck that." Eddie, you, don't be stupid. Just come on the Sunday show. It's in we're, we're talking Shinsuke. Yes, Nakamura. Shinsuke Nakamura. For people who right? don't know, so Shinsuke, if you're hearing it from something, from actually, the, a so when they were here, when they were with us, they were all calling him Cheesecake. No, Shinsuke. Oh. Cheesecake. Oh. So anyway, my God. Um, <laughs> so that wasn't racist. <laughs> <laughs> oh, listen. Let me tell you some of the stuff I used to hear at the ECW arena back in the day. Oh woo. God. So anyway, um, can we say Hiroshima and Nagasaki whenever Masato Tanaka would come out? Uh. Um, so anyway, um, so Nakamura is mad cool, chill dude, right? So we're hanging out the whole weekend. So finally, me and Homicide get Nakamura, and we're like, look, we have this guy. He's our boy. He wants to wrestle you, and he's always saying. Fuck Nakamura. So Nakamura's like, oh, okay. So what do you want me to say? So, Yo, Nakamura, why can't you say this some shit like so, so that? So wait, wait, it gets like better. Say, so, yeah, I feel like I'm here, I'm watching like the, the end of like, I mean, that beginning of Godfather 3. If someone says, Mike, fuck Michael Corleone, what we're going to do about a piece of shit like that? <laughs> <laughs> so, so we get, we get Nakamura to get on camera and he's like, Eddie Keekston. Fuck you, Eddie Kingston. Oh. The crazy shit. He threw up the hit squad sign. And he still oh, throws up the shit. hit squad sign from that day. It's like, yo, son, why are you still in our shit? We get oh. to give you But yeah, no, um, oh, yeah, that, and Eddie was so heated. He was like, motherfucker, fuck. That's good. I, 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 I love tell, knowing that story. Can I tell one happy. story? We might have to cut right here. And the reason why. All right. I really want to leave that shit in, though. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, if I could leave that story in, it would be in, but we can't. We, we, just, we cannot, because there's too many millennials listening. <laughs> too many millennials. They would you definitely haven't, complain. You haven't, you haven't heard one of our last episodes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't think about Liger anymore. I don't think they like Oh, Liger, <laughs> let me tell you, Liger is one of the coolest dudes ever that we've ever Seems seen like a with. Yeah, he is. He's definitely, and he's a big-ass kid. Him and Muda. Two big ass kids. Oh, I love like that. Like Muda, Muda will go toy shopping. He's such, a, you know what I mean? Like that's how much of a kid he is. So, so, but you, you have know, a bit of that oh, as yourself because I, I, I saw your Instagram. Yeah, you've got some games. Yes, a little bit. You, you've got some video games. A little bit. Don't um, say a little bit. A little bit. Don't say <laughs> I, so I used to have a lot more because I used from when I was 15 until I was about 26, I was working at GameStop off and on. But like there were stretches like two or three years. Which GameStop? Uh, over in one in Bay, the first one was Bay Ridge on uh, 86th Street and between 4th and 5th Ave. Have not stolen from there? Okay. <laughs> well, it's been shut down a long time. <laughs> you trying to what? find out if you on the fucking list? No, don't worry about it. <laughs> and <laughs> then uh, the close. ones by the Staten Island Mall were the ones after that. Definitely don't go to that island. No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what you call, um, but in that time, I used to do a thing where now you can't, but back then you could. People would come in. How much are we going to get for this game? You're going to get two dollars but i'll give you five dollars how about that i yeah that's cool 
because you know they're getting the credit and yeah. they want to cash to get even less. So I'm giving them five dollars cash for them as a deal. Yeah, they're really getting like twenty five bucks for the game. <laughs> 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 so oh, listen, yeah. until so my manager it, said something one day, and I was like, oh well. You know. So if you ever see <laughs> Steve Monster Mac no, at no, a show, no. just know, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> but like I legit had at one point I had like almost six thousand games. Uh, cartridges, shit. CDs, and shit That's like that. Turn. How many of them did you play? All of them. I would play. Listen. Favorite system. Favorite. So the Dreamcast gets the top nods. Yo, really? Thank you. Yeah, no everybody one, loves the Dreamcast. Dreamcast so forgotten. So, uh, I thought it was trash. You know what's what? second? Even I like what the Dreamcast, and I'm like too. You thought it was trash. Dreamcast. Dreamcast. Yeah, so I played a little bit of it. No, and I was no, like, hey, whatever. Dreamcast. Just the so Sonic Adventure games alone yeah. were amazing. And the wrestling yeah. games on it oh were great. My God. You know I mean? Like it was way ahead of its time. The, the the two games I did not play on that system. That's. that's well, I, think, I, mean, I think my favorite still is Capcom versus SNK. Of course. On on the Dreamcast. On the Dreamcast. Itself, part, nothing else. Yes, part two has to be. The oh one. my God, part two. Yes. I remember I went to the spot right on Kingsbridge called Game Depot, mm-hmm. and they had the Japanese bootleg of it, and I bought it that day. So like. Everyone knows 9999 was the day Dreamcast came out. I got mm-hmm. mine two months before because I had a Japanese Dreamcast, right? Oh. So I was playing all that shit before everybody else. So, like, people were coming over. Yo, what the hell is this? I was like, oh, you're going to have to get your own. <laughs> no <laughs> way, brother. You got to get your own. But, um, <laughs> so, like, I, I, and then, like, once I discovered, like, emulating and all that stuff, um, oh, so you good. know, I mean, like, I've got a hard drive that's got, like, 150, 200,000 games. You know what I mean? But like Jesus. that, I don't play everything. But you wrestle. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing. Like I was always like when I went to Japan, man, it was crazy. I saw all the video games. I was like, oh my God, I love you. You know what I mean? But, like, Slapping your arm. Yeah, yeah. It was, yeah, yeah. I had to get my fix. You know what I mean? Like, and that, back then I had it's to the video game Saturn. motherland. Yeah, oh, it, it was, it's way more incredible than anyone could ever describe. It's like going to you. Africa as a African. <laughs> kind of, yeah. yeah. Kind of, yeah. We see your first zebra, really. We yeah. see your first zebra. Oh shit! They oh, really shit. have stripes. I'm home. Yeah. You know, like it, it, it just—it's something that from when I was a kid, I've always loved my my video games. Um, now that I have a daughter who's going to be six this summer, uh, I get to share. Like when I was like, when I was I saw, up, I saw those I photos gonna, on yeah. Instagram. Yeah. That was adorable, I love, dude. I love, I I love saw that, that she's into this, especially the fact that she's into the stuff that I'm into. Oh, you that's know what I mean? That's the best part for me. But like, I when when you know before we had the kid, I was always like, I'm not letting no kid touch my fucking video game. They get their own fucking shit. Work for your shit like I did, stupid. But um, you don't pay bills, bitch. Yeah, exactly. I don't care if you won. If you want to play, go buy your own shit. But go to um, work. Hey, do you let her win? No, no. So no? this is the thing. Um, when I first got the Street Fighter uh, arcade one up, uh-huh. uh, the first game I let her win because I was like, she got she, a little yeah. bit on her nose. I was just too stupid to know. You know what I mean? Yeah. I let her win, and the next time she fucking whooped my ass on purpose. Like I didn't let <laughs> Yo, her win. She started she learning. Yeah, she learned because she goes down there when I'm not there and she's playing, and um, she's getting into um, uh, Final Fight. Oh, so, God, some good yeah. old SNK right yes. there. Yes. So, like... It, Talking Terry? So, no, um, what you call it? Final Fight, uh, Capcom. Oh, my God, I'm thinking... Oh my You're God, thinking, I, uh, what you call it? Uh, King of Fighters. King of Fighters, yes. that's what I'm thinking of. No, that... I, but I have that, and she's not good at that. No, I'm thinking Final Fury. That's Fatal, th- Fury. Fatal Fury. Fatal Fury, yes. Fatal Fury, yeah, that's Fury. what I'm thinking of. No, she, uh, she likes using... Um, what's his name? Um, Mike Hagar, because he's a wrestler. Oh, yeah, I remember. Yep. 
So she likes using him. Um, and then she started playing Mortal Kombat, but since she's, it, you know, six, five. She's still young, so it's <laughs> yeah, a little impression. Exactly, it's yeah. too impressionable yeah. for them at that age. Oh, no, I, I mean, dude, it's not cool to have a six-year-old doing fatality. No. So they watched playing that for the when I was a kid. So wait, this I'm is what, seven. when I was four, but three or four, we were watching Nightmare on Elm Street. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and yeah. if, yeah. you know what I mean? That was, there was sex, there was blood, there was violence, murder, everything, Gore suicide. And, you know what? And we watched it, no problem. So I, yeah. I'm the same way with her. I forgot that I saw, I saw Scarface as a kid. See? And I did too. <laughs> oh, my God. So we, Scarface came out. I the Halloween out. movies as a kid. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Day we saw all that stuff. And all those. It's like a so, I came out the movie theater. Yo, where's the yeah, yo? <laughs> the Sopranos with a family <laughs> show in my house. For so, some reason. Yeah, no, but listen. So, um, Scarface comes out, 25th anniversary. Me, Homicide, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Like a whole, there's like 20 of us go to the movies to go watch it in Times Square, right? Yeah. Key came with us. One of the few times Key was coming in, because at this point, he was starting to blow up, you know? And uh, so we're all, oh, yeah, everybody's chilling, having a good time. We're online, and uh, these people were walking out. And I go like this. I was like, hey, man. Tony Montana dies at the end, right? <laughs> and Key goes, you asshole. I've never seen it. Yo, like, yo, how? How? He was so hot. He was so hot. I was like, how have you never seen this? How are we related and you've never seen Scarface? Because he's a cousin, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's So, true. like, I was like, bro, I could have sworn we watched this at your house when we were kids. Nope. Watched it. Wow. Yo, that yeah. damn son. So, I'd be, I'd be <laughs> yo, you know what? I'm, I'm, so, I'm sorry. Yo, low key, you get a damn son. <laughs> damn, it was just bro. so funny because all of us were like, like, like I said, twenty heads just stuck out and turned and looked like. You can't even give him a spoiler alert at that point. Twenty five years. It's twenty five years. If you don't know, twenty five anniversary. Why? You expected a spoiler alert? Thank you. Damn son. Thank you. That's like if I never watched Star Wars and it's like Darth Vader just looks for dad. Exactly. What? The what? Exactly. Like, how do you? Not know this already, <laughs> but yeah. So you know, like it was, it was definitely an eye-opening experience that he didn't watch Scarface. Oh my like, damn god, it, son! How are you? How are we related? <laughs> it hurts me. Oh god. So, um, real quick, uh, I think we're gonna talk a little bit about WWE. If you're down for it, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Down. So oh, wait, hold up, wait. Before we do, mm-hmm. I have one question. You sure. was talking about characters earlier about how you know there's not really really much of a, you know, huge difference in characters, and there's, like, people who are, like, currently who are their character. Like, let's say Bray Wyatt. Like, he is who he is. You know what I mean? How about the Briscoes? Oh, the Briscoes are them. That's 100% (laughs) Mark and Jay. Yeah, I was confused, because I was like, are are they actually... They are chicken farmers. (laughs) They are insane. (laughs) I've known them since one was 17, the other one was 16 or 15, and a legit that's what what you see is what you get with them. So they okay. choose not to fix their teeth. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they listen. Do you know how it came out? How it got knocked out? No. Oh my God, no. I, I don't. Okay, Please. so so um, Jay had a chair, went to swing it, and when he brought it back, caught Mark right in the mouth mm. and knocked his two front teeth out. Oh, oh so his shit. own brother Damn. did. So then, if I'm not mistaken, my, my brother's the receipt was that Mark stabbed Jay in the hands, legit. Holy <laughs> shit. I'm pretty sure that was the receipt. Was it like right after that happened? Uh, within a year, yeah. Oh, they was like, all right, payback now. Yeah, that was, that was the receipt. But, so like, this is the Briscoes, right? 
I love the Briscoes. They're my favorite guys. I love their father. Their father's awesome as hell. Their football coach. If you know anybody knows them, talk to them about their football coach. He's the most scary, insane man to watch at a show because, like, when they're fighting, and, like, we had to wrestle him a lot as a hit squad, he's up and down, and you think he's going to jump that guardrail. He's ready to jump and <laughs> fuck you up because that's his boys. You know what I'm saying? So, like, it, you know, it, it just insane. But, like, growing up in Delaware, um, SAT, we're spending some time with them coming up. And Red goes, yo, the Briscoes, man, they're, they're fucking crazy, man. And I was like, why? What's up? He's like, yo, we were staying with them, and they, we were jumping around. And then, you know, they were like, oh, we're going to go uh, take a walk. And we got to this bridge, and one of them was like, yo, um, I don't want to live anymore. I'm going to go. And he just jumped off the bridge. I don't remember. It was Mark or Jay. Jumps off the bridge. And Red was like, no! And Red was crying. <laughs> Meanwhile, he's swimming around. They do that shit every day, bro. Yo, every day. That's fucking cruel. <laughs> that's so cruel. <laughs> this story, that. it's, a, it's a little bit longer than the story, but like, I, like, I don't remember exact details. I just remember Red crying. And the other one said, I'm going to take my life. I'm just going to go. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> but why? Red was so scared for his life. Oh, Bobby, why you're so young? <laughs> Poor Red. <laughs> uh, I love the Briscoes. No, and the and Briscoes. as we immortalized that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, by the way, fake suicide. So, so like there are a bunch of people. Uh, one of the people that I'm very into right now is um, Sesha Moth in the UK. Okay, a girl, a female wrestler. Um, She's very wild. Uh, and when I say wild, I don't mean like, you know, she's banging, you know what I mean? She's just a fun chick. Uh, but her character is she likes to party. Okay. And she's very anti-establishment, even though she's not trying to be, like, political about it, you know? Uh, and she put out a picture, I think it was yesterday, where someone's giving her the finger and she's sticking her tongue at him. And, like, that picture is the perfect embodiment of her character in that, you know, whatever you say, if you're a hater, fuck you. I don't care. I'm going to yeah. do me. You know, and like she's an awesome character. When she gets to TV, I said it in my post. I shared the tweet. And I said, you know, when they're not going to know how to handle her on TV because she's so ahead of what everybody else is doing, and she's very smart. She's a very funny chick. She was trying to grind up on Loki when he was over there, and like she was putting out tweets as she was getting closer to him. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it was very stalkerish, but very hilarious. You know what I mean? She was using that shit on social media like smarter than most people do. You know, and a lot of people in the UK and a lot of people in the US know her. Uh, and like I said, within the next year, I think she's going to end up signing with WWE UK oh, and, okay. and doing something with them that's because, weird. you know, she's really on fire. She wrestles in Japan a lot. She's really good, but, um, and she looks good. Like, she's, she's attractive, but like, she's like one of those, yeah, we could either have sex or we could just hang out. And I'm cool with that either which way. You know, she's like one of those kind of You can charge your phone here if you want. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're going to wait for your Uber? Yeah, sure. Yeah. You know I mean? <laughs> you know? But, like, she's, she's mad chill, and her, people like her, uh, even Sonny Kiss. Like, Sonny Kiss isn't a character, but he's a character. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Sonny like, Kiss is an incredible character. Sonny yeah. Kiss is one of my favorite workers he's, ever. He's someone that I think, honestly, could really push AEW over of the course. edge. I don't think people realize of that. Like, yeah, the yeah. audience he could bring in yes. on his own is just I mean, that's just, that's just that aspect of it, but yeah. the fact that he's also a good worker. Yes. Yeah, like that's the thing. So. It's like it's like having someone who has a great character or or that's a great wrestler but also happens to be this thing as well. It's like exactly. You know, it's it's there's not a, there's not a lot of talent that has those are like those rare talents that 
become almost iconic that transcend mm-hmm. because they're good in the ring. Plus, they also have this added extra thing that they could actually just put everything over the top. Yep. And I mean, cross it's cross culture because yeah. you get the straight culture that loves wrestling. You get the gauge culture that just loves their anybody that they'll gravitate towards yes, them exactly because it's a price. Mix it thing. up, and next thing you know. Instead of having 1,000, you have 2,000. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of having 2,000, you got 4,000. You know what I mean? Sonny Kiss is that guy that's transcending everything. The funny thing about Sonny Kiss, and I've talked to other guys, Sonny Kiss will be standing here with a hoodie on, and he'll be in gear, and you just see a pair of an ass, right? And you're like, damn, who's that girl? <laughs> damn, look at that shit. That shit bounced. Wow. And like, you know, you try not to be a pig about it because, like, you know, you're still sharing the locker room with girls, you know what I mean? But you're like, damn, who's that chick? And then Sonny turns around, God damn it, Sonny! Stop doing that shit to me! Like, what you doing Why? All, what you doing all double-cheeked up on a Thursday? And Sonny, Sonny just smiles and he's like, gotcha. <laughs> but, you know, the video, he put out a video last week where his entrance was with the cheerleaders from the Jaguars. Mm-hmm. He was doing that dance better than most of the cheerleaders. Wow. Wow. Like, and then, not only did he have to remember his dance, but he had to go work. So, like, he's multitasking on a level that most of us can't even comprehend. Can we just get him versus Velveteen Dream? Oh, oh yes. Please. That's, 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 that's a dream match please. right now. Nice. And, you know, I've worked shows with both of them, and I'm like, you know, that, I wonder where it's going to take them. Because you see them, even though he wasn't doing Velveteen, he was doing Patrick Clark. Yeah. But, like, you can see back then that he was doing a little bit of Velveteen. You know what I mean? Just a little. Yeah, yeah. But Patrick like, Clark, like. I'd never understood how he didn't win tough enough. I'll, I didn't I'll just know, say yeah, that, yeah. but whatever. Whoa. <laughs> political game. We've been, we've, yeah. we've, <laughs> super political. Don't you, don't you remember who uh, got him off? Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, I, I, that I will guy. say this. I will say this. Right? <laughs> that guy. <laughs> when, and it's not because he's my cousin and, or anything like that, because when it comes to this business, I don't show super fa- – I mean, I do show favoritism. No, I lo- people, I, I've heard I some stories of low-key. Not so, a lot I, of them I disagree with true, I dis- a I disagree with a lot of it. So – uh, when he was on NXT, they were pushing hard to get Curtis Axel and um, Alex. Uh, what's his name? Alex Riley. Alex Riley. Fucking they wanted trash, them. Bruv. They yeah, wanted they them to to be the finals on one of those two because they were blue chip white boys. Nice look, nice build. Oh. Low key's the indie name, and they don't want indie names to succeed there. Not that, you yeah. know, a little bit of racism because mm-hmm. there's a the good old boy network down there. A little bit. Not much. I'm not saying, you know what I mean, that it's all right. It just, you know, there's always going to be some of that. It, it's just who you're going to gravitate especially to. Especially at that time, too. Yes. So, at that time was very prevalent, too. So Key ends up winning NXT. And if you notice, he wins NXT. What happens? Nothing. Instead of making a great big pomp and circumstance that he won, mm-hmm. oh, let's just send everybody down beat him up. That there was motherfuckers who were baby faces. Didn't know what they were supposed to do. Were fighting the other heels, and then they got told, "Oh no, you got to beat up Loki." Why? For what? Because he's the indie guy. He won this shit. Yeah. The people voted. It's your fault. You didn't protect your people. No. If you <laughs> wanted them to work, you should win. You should have rigged the thing, right? But the, but but that's the thing. The people knew where the talent was. Exactly. The talent was with Loki. Exactly. Nobody gives a fuck about Alex uh, Riley. Right. No. He's not even. In, he's not even wrestling anymore. At least no. I don't care. He's just on the globe. <laughs> and he Curtis Axel. He's just on globe. <laughs> Curtis Axel is a great wrestler. Curtis Axel is cool. But what are they doing? But, he, with he, him? He but, but, but the problem with Curtis Axel is that he never had the character. No. He, no, he, no. he didn't have that. That was the thing that he never got from his he, dad. He, 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 you know. I'll be honest. Fortunately. He went by his family name. Yep. Yeah, he, he was going by his exactly. family. He definitely yeah. did. The bloodline was already there for him. He Out of that season, no offense, the only Curtis. guy that's doing anything 
is Husky Harris. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. it. You know, yeah. And, and, and I mean, in WWE, outside, other, other guys are doing other things. Yeah. Was Percy, Percy Hawkins just got fired from commentating. Oh, oh, that's you know what I'm saying? Or whatever his name, Percy Watkins. Percy Watkins. Yeah. He was actually doing all right, too. Yeah, he was. He Speaking was, of commentary, you're doing commentary now, right? That's no, something I've else always, that you kind of – But, like, that's something that I was reading that you're doing a little bit more and more lately. Yeah. So, um, so <laughs> the crazy nonsense is uh, when El Generico first came to JP, uh, it was the 7th anniversary JP show, and I had asked him. I was like, hey, man, you know, just give me some cues, what moves you like to hit, whatever, what do you want me to call them? So he's like, oh, I do this brain buster, but I don't have a name for it. And I was like, brain buster? He's like, yeah, I do it on the rope. I was like, oh, okay. So maybe what I'll do is if you give me you know, a setup, maybe I get ready and I'll just come up with something on the fly. And if it sticks, it sticks. So I knew what the setup was, and all of a sudden he's hitting the top rope brain buster, and I'm losing my mind. Like At the time, though, I already knew what the setup was. So I start with I was, the guy that was working with, Mark Clemson, a very talented straight man. You know, he knows all the – he comes with a giant folder of, of information from everybody. Yeah. Know? And he – on point Just with like our stuff. intern. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Just don't fucking ask yeah. him to bring cheesecake or – Or water. Or water. Or Cambodian breast milk. That's what I'm saying, man. How are you going to fade the breast milk? Everybody needs some titty milk. I'm yeah, parched. <laughs> so <laughs> – Parched for so, some titties. <laughs> so, Knicks fans. Yeah, y'all. Um, <laughs> so, wait, wait, wait. Why you got to bring it back Knicks to the Knicks? You said Knicks fan. I heard that shit. Only Knicks fans like Cambodian best friend. That's not true. That's not true at um, all. So uh, I'm pretty sure Cambodians don't even know what the hell the Knicks are. Uh, so Do Cambodians just say breast milk? Yeah. Okay. They're probably, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> Continue. We're, we're, we're se- he's setting up the end. I start commentating like a Japanese commentator. I'm building up, building up. And when he hits it, I know it's coming. I let out Brain Buster. Brain Buster! Right? And... That was like one of the first viral clips that I was ever a part of in that in the weekend that it was put out, we had like over a million views right away. Oh, that's Jeez. dope. Yeah. So, and then he started using it. Crazy shit is a couple of years later, he's working for DDT in Japan and the commentators, oh, brain bastard. <laughs> so like, I always got a kick that I made fun of them, but they're commentating, imitating me, it's making just, fun of them. It's you know just what I mean? normal. Like, yeah. <laughs> And so, for those that don't know who El Generico was, is Sammy Zane. Uh, oh boy, no, Jesus. <laughs> uh, RP El Generico. Yes. El Generico was the shit, man. Great. If you ever get a chance, look up uh, the feud between uh, the Strong South Thugs, Homicide and Key, and B Boy against Teddy Hart and the Canadians, Generico and Kevin Steen, and uh, just some of the most awesome work ever done in JP and. The, one of the coolest things was Generico and Key were going at it, and Key took his mask. And then Key, the next show to wrestle Generico, came out with the Generico mask on. Oh, shit. And, like, it was cool as hell. And then Teddy came out to steal the mask back for Generico. And oh, he switched mid-match. Like, it was cool. That like, was... everything they did was awesome. Like, they were just on another level of creativity. So, like, I got to commentate all that fun stuff. You know what I mean? Those of you listening understand that when you go to an indie show, you see – a lot of creativity that you don't normally see, even at a WWE house show, because they go all the way out, flip the script, and just do a lot of things that you would never see. So always support independent. Hell yeah. Because shows. listen, man, so when I started, Daniel Bryan was Brian Danielson, American mm-hmm. Dragon, right? Yeah. And 
you know, I started before him, but like we grew up, we were all together at the same time, you know. And you're around with uh, Chick Magnet Punk. Yes, with <laughs> ah. I was around with Phil. Actually, he came to Charity Hall, and he was talking about he wanted to work the Hit Squad because he was watching tapes over there of the Hit Squad. And I was like, anytime you want to, son, I'm down. And this is yeah. before he blew up, you know, before he even got the Ring of Honor. But like, so like Dragon though, always cool. We used to share rooms, share rides, whatever. You know what I mean? Like we weren't like. Best, best buzz, but we were cool. Mm. We were mad cool, right? Because yeah. we worked every weekend together. So fast forward to the May, or the March before WrestleMania 30, and we all knew he was going to wrestle for the title and all that stuff. So my sister was like, hey, I got tickets for the Garden House show. You want to come? And I was like, you know what? I'm feeling a little low. Yeah, might as well. I'll hang out. As long as they don't see me. Because, you know, as a wrestler, you always worry. Like, oh, you don't want the fans to see you. Mm-hmm. Then they think you're a fan, and you know they don't think you're anything special. Yeah. So it couldn't have been the worst place to sit. We're in the aisle where the hard <laughs> cam for the entrance is oh, facing me, no. right? So I'm like motherfucker. But you know, so I have my hat on, and during the entrances, I always look down because I didn't need to see anybody. I mean, there's a couple of guys I looked like they can. Um, when Stephanie McMahon walked by, I looked. I was like, oh, shit, she's hot. Actually, I will admit this. Kane walked by. And this is when he was doing corporate Kane, but he wasn't wearing a shirt. Yeah. And his stomach had veins. Like, he's so jacked up. People don't even realize it because he's covered true. up. And I was just like, what the fuck? Why? <laughs> Shout out to Why? <laughs> so, um, main event before intermission was uh, Kane versus uh, Daniel Bryan. And uh, Daniel Bryan wins. A, a huge, like, it was like a 30-minute deal because they did yeah. things with Triple H and Stephanie and everybody. So at the end of the match, Daniel Bryan's coming up, giving everybody a pound. And I happen to be right there. And I go, hey, stranger. And he looked and did a double take. He's like, oh, Steve. <laughs> and, like, he gave me this big hug. And we're talking, talking like if there's nobody there. You know, it's in the middle of Madison Square Garden. And the, to where the security is like, hey, they, they want you in the back. You want them to bring him over? I was like, no, no, no. Just go do what you got to do. It's like, Steve, I can't believe you're this so fucking awesome, right? I'm like, man, good luck next month. I'll see you. I'll be watching, you know. And um, all of a sudden, then my phone blows up. Everybody saw me on hard cam wow. talking to him. <laughs> you're in the garden? That's so cool. I'm like, uh. I was like, we got to go. <laughs> but, like, that to me was mad cool because, I mean, I seen him when he was yeah. a nobody struggling and then he worked his way up the way everybody else did but he worked it past everybody he got, he knows what it's like to win it at the show and it's, to even say that i know someone that's done that let alone multiple people yeah yeah that's like the coolest shit to me you know what i mean that's like you're you're someone who's a witness to someone that went to the pinnacle yeah and yeah. that's that's dope like there's people there's friends that have got my boy won the world series like that's cool as hell yeah, yeah. like i know guys that have played in the world series that i went to high school with but they didn't win it. You know what I mean? Even playing in the playoffs or a game is like. It's yeah. already fire. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's but, already so crazy. Like, but then when, when you're in the business and, you know, someone wins at WrestleMania, one of your boys wins the world title. The headliner yeah. of WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's like the coolest <laughs> shit ever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, and, I, and for me, it was mad cool. Like, when Key went to the Tokyo Dome and wrestled for New Japan, because as kids, that's all we talked that's about. That's a dream. Yeah. yeah. We were like, we got to walk the ramp. We got to walk the ramp. Combination. He walks the ramp. Not only that, three times IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion, the only Hispanic guy gene. Not Eddie Guerrero, not any, not Rey Mysterio, none of these guys, but Key did it. Yeah. You know what dope. I mean? Like, I'm not, like I said, I'm not big into 
bigging up what your background is because no matter what, we're all human. We're yeah, just different shades you. or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, as a human accomplishment, that alone. But then it is special, you though. You kind of got to be you, like, yeah. It yeah, is yeah. special because that, that you representation. Go, yeah, 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 because you're representing a whole country, that whole yeah. island. Everybody there between boxing, uh, baseball, um, basketball, Everybody in Puerto Rico is proud of their yeah. athletes. Even so, just the pro wrestling background. The yeah. Colognes. Pedro yeah. Morales. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, exactly. I mean, it, it just it's a, for a tiny island, there's a lot. And he's part of that history. I'm part of that history. So that every once in a while, I'm like, damn, that's cool. You know what I mean? I don't really – maybe I'm bad, you know, a bad Puerto Rican because I don't <laughs> celebrate it as much as I should. Well, you're but New like, York Rican. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. I'm from New York. I'm not from the island. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like – Things here have a different meaning than they are down there. But when I go down there and I see the family that we got, it's like they're bigging me up like I was on TV and like I forget <laughs> about never having a contract or any of that shit. I'm like, damn, son, I need to move down here. So we talk about WWE. What are we going to yeah, talk about? Yeah, let me ask you. Oh, did, yeah, did you see? Uh, yeah, I forgot about it. <laughs> I forgot about it. <laughs> well, I mean, we like, oh, yeah. talk about WWE. Oh, yeah. Wrestling. But, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's right. That's what we're here the, for. Uh, so did grass. you see uh, Extreme Rules this past weekend? So I watched everything except for the last half of the main event. Uh, but I do know like what happened. I saw. I caught it uh, as Lesnar was walking out. <laughs> so good. <laughs> That's what everybody's saying. What is it? Is that everybody's hating on Seth Rollins now? You know what it is? It, it just it got really stale real dull. fast. It got real dull. It, yeah. it, it, real dull. Come on, you had him you know what it is? going it's against They They, they pushed Corbin. the thing with him and Becky. They, they make yeah. him look like a cuckold. And even though they're doing that with uh With Canellis. Yeah. But yeah. this is the real cuckold. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it, it's, the man's it's not a good man. look. What type of t-shirt is that? The man's yeah. man? Like the it's foul. not a good look. Like, yeah. They, they thing, just basically fucking sunned him on that shit. Yeah, yeah. they really did. Yeah. They really did. And, and the thing is, he's a way better wrestler than her. But because she blew up so fast, they didn't one, They didn't know what to do with her. No. She, she struck lightning in a bottle. Cause yeah. She, there's always a moment where you can tell a wrestler kind of finds their stride mm-hmm. with their character and in ring. Mm-hmm. She found it at the perfect time yeah. in that. Well, like, Nia Jax mm-hmm. punched the, her face that off. Too. Yeah. And that too. Yeah. That helped that more late than anything. Summer to fall. Yeah. Like she just found it. And the like, moment, in, the moment in all of that was when she just stood at the top of the stairs, with concussed. Her hands up. Yes. Yeah. That's bleeding the from her face. Friggin' wrestling like moment I've badass. ever seen. You know, like, you I stood yeah. there. I was like. I love you. <laughs> this is my heart reaching out for you, Becky Lynch. Man's going six to midnight. But Yo. like, I like, I, and you know what's funny? Because um, uh, ODB had that song "Raw High." Yeah. So like, when he's like, "I want to see blood," I like made my own video just to give to my boys. When she's standing there, and it's perfect, just period blood. I don't care, some blood, and it's just her face <laughs> gushing open, and like everyone's like, "Yes!" You know, yeah. Like it was the hottest thing, and they just. Couldn't capitalize. And on. it's crazy because they immortalized that shit. You have people freaking doing drawings of her in that school. Have a pin. Yeah. Have a pin. Yeah, the right. pin. Yeah. The t-shirt yeah. from the art. I, I want to get her name. I'm, I, I don't have her name at the moment. Yeah. But no, one of the girls on, on Instagram, Marge, uh, I think it's like Marge JPEG or something like that. She's I follow her on Instagram, Steve MacDHS. Look up Marge, M-A-R-J, I think it is. She made a pin, and I bought two of them because like that's going to be an iconic image. Like yeah, the way the – just the block of 316 – was iconic. Mm-hmm. Her nose bleeding and face busted open is iconic. Yeah, yeah it's like it's like when uh, Stone Cold had was bleeding when he was in the bleeding uh, in the face. Bret yeah. Hart match. Bret Hart match. Yeah, yeah. Uh, WrestleMania 13. Yeah. Yep. Just like that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly what it is. But the problem is nobody else was on that level outside of Charlotte. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To help elevate 
the character more. Yeah. You know, Stone Cold, no matter what, he had The Rock, he had Triple H, um, he had all these guys. The Undertaker. Just, yeah, exactly. So on and so just, forth. There yeah. was always somebody, Mick Foley, Vince McMahon, always someone there to elevate his character and how, yeah. you know, that character went. Here now, they don't build characters. They don't build guys, let alone girls. They just create storylines to pass the belts around. But yeah, it doesn't feel like it. anybody's becoming bigger than what they are. Yeah. They're not, they, but they they're don't not want, bigger than life they anymore. They don't want that for the plain so fat. What we talked about before, there's no union. Yeah. And if there's a union, that means somebody's got to get paid more. And they don't want to pay these cats. No. Nah. They want bottom dollar. Too much money is going to the WWE for them to pay the, we got to yeah. pay the talent? Yeah. What the hell are they you don't want, smoking? They don't want another rock moment. No. That's just about to change. They want though. a rock until you become the rock. Look, look what like happened that, to Roman Reigns. That, yeah. Roman Reigns change, was their boy. We I, Listen, I love Roman Reigns. I, I, I met uh, Roman Reigns when he was a kid. Mm. Roman Reigns is a cool-ass dude. You know what I'm saying? But as hard a worker as he is, people were rejecting him. That's yeah. fine because they felt they were being pushed out. But Roman Reigns was a hard worker. He did everything – what John Cena was doing, because John Cena, to me, is probably the best out of everybody they've had in the last 20 years. Yeah. John easily. Cena did everything that you can do to make that company as big as it was, right? True. Roman Reigns was right there. And because the fans rejected him because they felt like he was being pushed, now he's like, oh, you know what? Fuck you. I'm going to go make movies. Yeah. And now yeah. what's happening? They're like, fuck Roman Reigns. <laughs> no, you can't fuck Roman Reigns. No. Roman oh. Reigns is going to be your rock. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. Yeah, but the the <laughs> he's their foundation. The problem, I'm like the main the, person the, on here that does that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the Valkyrie. <laughs> 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 yeah. But no, see the thing is like. But the problem with, with that though what, was timing though. Of there, a lot is. of it was timing. They screwed up. The one year that Roman Reigns should have won the Royal Rumble, they he gave it to somebody that, else. Yeah. yeah. The next year they were going to give it to Roman Reigns. They gave it to him. Everybody wanted Daniel Bryan to win. So like they're off. They don't know. They're always off. They by, don't know what but they're off by a year with everything. But it's not just. But the thing is that it's not just the company and I'm not trying to be an apologist for the company but my one some of my biggest issues with Roman Reigns was within things that he did in the ring himself because of the fact that you know especially on the any scene because I see I feel like on the any scene the dudes that pay their dues and come up the long and hard way it's it's about learning nuance yeah he ne- he doesn't have nuance there was there, there's there's been a couple of matches that he's had that I could specifically There's those like continuity issues with that, the that story. I'm looking at the match and it's like at one point instead of doing this, he did that. And had he stayed with this in that match, he would have gotten the crowd behind him. But, but then it was what because I said it, about it, it, Cena it couple, right now. Yeah. Cena didn't get it for a long time. No, Cena got Cena hated just, for years. Yeah, Cena was thrown into the fire, and he made that shit work because he's that kind of guy. Oh, of course. Mm-hmm. But it didn't it, – Cena never clicked. He, you could go to the Shawn Michaels match at WrestleMania, and Cena still fucking things up. You know yeah, what I mean? No, but that's fucking things up in the, in the match. It's, it, it wasn't it's – not, it's not fucking things up. It was making choices. No, like, I, know, I, I, like, know what I, you're, I get what you're saying. Yeah. I'm just saying, though, like – but as great as Cena was, Cena was messing things up yeah. all the time. They used to call him. They used to give him the four moves of doom. Yeah. Like that was, oh yeah. That but was you know, like, yeah. but even with that, he still got a reaction, and there was a reason for it. Yeah. It wasn't because he sucked. I mean, he you know, he was somebody that knew how to read the crowd, and mm-hmm. a lot of these kids don't know how to read the crowd. Yeah. They don't let them. They don't want them to because learn. Because they're so over-directed. Exactly. You have to do this move. You have to time exactly. here. Exactly. Wait for the commercial break. You got to stand here. You got to do yeah. this. It's like, 
Yeah, it's that, so much. It just doesn't allow you to just wrestle. And no, also that, that yeah. camera blocking alone is probably one of the biggest things that you always have to be mindful of as well. You're so worried about like advertisements and whatnot. It, it kills the matches when you're watching on TV. The problem, the biggest problem they have is with sports. And if you're gonna go by sports, there needs to be this feeling of urgency when you're watching it because it's the last bastion of TV that you don't really want to stream. They don't give you that with Raw and SmackDown, and that's kind of been their problem. They don't give you a moment of unpredictability where you're like, oh, shit, I need to make sure I'm watching every week before I don't miss something. You know what's so sad about that? that? They don't have I've, that. I find myself watching Raw you'll watch and SmackDown You'll watch a review. Hulu. You'll watch a Hulu. I, I, I'll watch I find like myself ups watching and downs and downs. With, ups and downs. Ups and downs is a lot easier to watch ups and downs yeah. than it is. Simon Miller. So, yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. I mean, it, it just – it's one of those things where, <laughs> you know – they have a, a, a team of writers and a team of um, social media people and all this bullshit. None of those people are fighters. They've never gotten to a fight in their life. If you ask them to go fight out of a wet paper bag, the motherfuckers would look at you, I don't know how to do that. <laughs> but they're oh telling guys who are supposed to be physical how to fight. It does, it's never going to yeah. work. You have to get guys... Guys that have been vets, even if they didn't work for the WWE, just guys that know how to fight. That's yeah. why when you look at the school, the, the performance center, it's all run by wrestlers. All those cats are getting the best education. Mm-hmm. The guys on TV, though, they're getting Hollywood writer education. They're not getting professional wrestling education. So how are you going to run a prof- – I know Vince Even the people like who are producing the stories wrestler. on NXT are all wrestlers. Exactly. Like, exactly. You, you can't do it that you know, way. You can't, you can't tell a professional wrestler if you are – like John Madden is the greatest football coach of, ever, of all time. John Madden has never played a game of football. However, John Madden also had 900 years of football experience. Yeah. When the first football was kicked, John Madden was there. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's why he could be the greatest coach of all time. You know, but if you ask John Madden to play football, eh, he had to earn that respect. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Most, Bill Belichick most never played yeah, football. I was just going to say, most of the greatest coaches never play football. But they, they've been around it long enough and studied. These writers come in for like a day. They, Fred, just, like, they just finished doing fucking Gossip Girl. Now you're telling them to fucking exactly. write a wrestling match? It exactly. doesn't make sense. Yeah. Freddie, Prince, Freddie Prince, even though everybody jokes about Freddie Prince... He loved wrestling. He understood wrestling. Yeah, that's yeah. why Freddie Prince was a great writer. Yeah, but they they bullied him out like everything else. So. Yeah, that was that's Freddie crazy. Junior, that what was it? Uh, who else wrote them? Corey did Corey Holcomb write for him? No, Patrice O'Neill. Patrice well, O'Neill. Right, we yeah. can't yeah. too, too yeah, 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 let's not. Let's not. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about the writing of WWE now when it comes to Extreme Rules. <laughs> so I, missed, I did miss uh, Nakamura winning the title, um, but I heard that was a good match. Yeah. So we, had, was, we, we, so we had a viewing party here. Okay. Uh, we Where? Had a, Where? I mean, uh, I'm sorry. There. A viewing party at Jack Dempsey's. At Jack Dempsey's, Street, yeah, yeah. Because we had parts on unknown. Uh, yes. So yes. we're not there. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> yeah. So it was, no, it was it was fun. We actually had a good crowd come out. It was kind of live, man. It, so this, is, this is how telling of what's going on in WWE right now, right? Uh-huh. You had two title matches on the pre-show. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why? Why, are you ha- why do you have so many titles if you're putting them on many. the pre-show? There's too many. Why? They didn't even have a women's tag match. There you go. Yeah. And what did they make a big deal about? Because I know, because I went to SmackDown in Newark last year when they had tag team titles. Tag oh, you were there too? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was there. Yeah. My daughter's <laughs> first show. Yeah, I was there with uh, with with the Glamazon and the uh, the general manager. Former general manager. 
Eh, it's subjective. But, <laughs> but you know, they push. He, he's they on, push he's so on, hard. He's on timeout. We're going to do the women's ele- uh, evolution. We're going to do all this stuff. Women's tag team titles. Less than a year later. Who cares? Yeah. Even yeah, though I, mean, I ain't going to front. Iconics are funny as shit. Oh, no. Iconics. I love the, <laughs> the Iconics. Iconics They're great. The yeah. Hilarious. But what are they doing with them? They made those titles mean less than this table that we're using right now. This is a good table. That's, that's, really? Yeah. yeah, yeah that's, really? that's, that's true. true. Yeah. <laughs> just saying. But, like, yeah. they the took those of, titles and flushed them down the toilet yeah. just as quick as they created them because they know there's not enough talent there to support it. That's really what it comes down to. Yeah. you got to have the talent behind. You can't just be two layers deep. When it comes to talent, you have to be at least five or six layers deep in case something happens to somebody gets hurt or in case somebody yeah. lose, gets out of their contract. You need your champion. You need at least a heel and a face challenger. Exactly. And then you need the under ones that yep. kind of rise up when need be. You need but the thing is they, they, yeah. that you can have that. They're just making it a comedy act. Yeah. That's the problem. Yeah. They, they have a wealth of fucking talent to play with. They're just, it's but the, why do you think Sasha quit? Because she knew where they were going with things. Yeah, well, it's mm-hmm. it's the trouble, but it's also the the Hit it's, up, it's the, <laughs> the the dilemma of more. The yeah. dilemma of more tends to be worse than when you don't than when you're without because you have more to play with and you end up bungling it because you're not sure what to what to put in position. You know, it's, it's you know just, what the big problem is. Yeah, you know it is. The problem is they have all these brands. What do they have, like six brands now? Good. 205, Raw, SmackDown, NXT, uh, NXT, NXT UK, UK, and then Evolve is going to probably start. Yeah. yeah. So why can't you send talent to all of the oh. other ones outside yeah. of Raw and SmackDown? I'll never understand that. Like, it's like, not a demotion. They're still getting paid the same amount. Everybody talks about WWE needs a, an offseason. In a way, you can make that the offseason exactly. because you could rotate the talent that needs a rest and a lighter schedule. Yep. And then and you have bring them up going, the young guys yeah. to kind of show. Why not do exactly. another cruiserweight, an annual cruiserweight? So, like, let's say at what we talked about before, right, after so WrestleMania. So, let's say after WrestleMania, you give April and May off. Yes. You have your May cru- Young. May cruiser, Young. Yeah, cruiserweight. Or yeah. just up and comers. Just yes. your new up and comers. Well, that's, that's, but the cruiserweight. Because cruiserweight kind of limits all you the, to weight. Yeah, but, yeah. but if you just do like guys, an up and comer tournament. All the indie guys are under the 205 limit. Let me just tell you right now. It's all smoke and mirrors. But, like, you know, you have that. They get elevated. People see them. Then you bring them into the mix later on as the season restarts. Exactly. Okay. You know what I mean? So l- let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. For Extreme Rules, from what you saw, what was your grade of it? Um, I'm going to give it a B plus. And the reason yeah. why, it was better than the Saudi Arabia shows <laughs> by far. By the way, you know what we call that Saudi Arabia show? Blood what? Money. Blood Money. Too. Oh, yeah. No, it's definitely. <laughs> no, shh, like, shh. Um, but, yeah. Uh, and actually – what was the pay-per-view right before? Was it? Uh, oh, Stomping Ground. Stomping Ground. Stomping Hose, yeah. yes. Stomping yes. Yeah, that was. Yeah. I don't even think that I was, watched that. But Extreme Rules was a lot better. Like, yeah. It held oh, my attention. Oh, a hell of a lot better. Uh, and if they continue to progress, then that's a good It's a good point. For SummerSlam I mean? as yes. well. Okay. You know, but the problem is, once SummerSlam comes, that's when they all get excited. When it's the big five or big four, whatever mm-hmm. it is. They get excited and just ruin everything that they've been they building up. They don't think of the post pay per view. No, when it no, comes everything to it. final right there. That's it. That's where we're gonna end this. Do you think with Bischoff and Heyman coming in, do you think that'll change a bit? Well, it's already changing Raw. Um, they're definitely making a lot of things, even just with the camera work. You know what yeah. I mean? Like they're definitely changing things. But 
Um, you don't Smackdown, see the, the wiggling of the camera. Yeah. No, no, that. yeah. Like, is that, thank the Lord. It, fe- it felt like a, a more clean cut yeah. to the show. Um, with SmackDown, see, SmackDown's strength has always been the talent that they use. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why they put Bischoff in that spot. Bischoff, if you look at WCW, wasn't a great producer, but he had the talent to back up. And he yeah. knew how to mix up the talent. Yeah. That's what made WCW successful. You know, As long as they give him toys to play with, he's going to put on a great show. Yeah. But if they Whereas Paul Heyman him, could do more with less. With talent, Paul Heyman brings out character, creativity. Um, you know, he, he just makes you makes the overall product better because he's from that old school. It's, it's, it's kind of a good way to say, like, Paul Heyman's the best at finding talent, mm-hmm. whereas Bischoff was great at utilizing yes, the talent. Yes, very much gotcha. so. Very much yeah. so. I mean, listen... We used to watch WCW Saturday night every night, wow. every weekend religiously oh my God. with wow. guys like Evad Sullivan on yeah. the main. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like That's a throwback right there. But I'm just saying, you know, like yeah. we would come home, we'd be out all day. We'd leave at eight in the morning, go ride our bikes, we go up and down, we go play baseball, basketball, football, whatever we were doing, swimming. You gotta be home come by home 605. at six oh five. That was dinner time and wrestling. You know what I'm saying? And then once eight oh five hit, all right, let's go to the movies. We out. You know what I mean? So like you know, gotta but be home at six oh five. We had to watch that horrible show. You know what I mean? It's For like why? Sunday night heat at seven. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but we on had MTV. to watch <laughs> Actually, we used to watch the even shittier version of Worldwide on like Channel 11 or Channel oh 2. Oh, my God. Like I remember. In the morning. That you was on Channel mean? 9. Yeah. Velocity, <laughs> Velocity on <laughs> Channel 9. Velocity was rough, man. Although a lot of my friends wrestle on Velocity, so I guess you know, it, was, it worked out for them. Shout man. out to S.A. Rios. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I was there when uh, uh, he wrestled Christian the same night Triple H came back. Oh, my God. So, like, that was a Velocity match. And uh, I just popped because Christian had the waterfall at the time. Yeah. And uh, so I see Key coming out. I was like, yeah, Key, yeah. And then Christian, I was like, yes! <laughs> yes! And, um, and then Triple H, too. Like, so, like, they go to commercial break, and they were hyping it up. Jim Ross, we're going to, Triple H is coming back after refreshing. Fucking. Oh, the, the, uh, the quad injury yes. or whatever? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So, fucking, they didn't even do a countdown. They just. Oh. And you couldn't even help it. You just stood the fuck up. You didn't <laughs> want to. But I was like, yes, I'm here for this. I'm here. Triple H, good to have you back, my friend. Like, I was so into it. You know what I mean? And, like, I wasn't even there for that. But, you know, like, the Velocity match, that whole Raw sucked. (laughs) (laughs) The key was awesome. And then there was Triple H. You know, like, that's all I remember from that night. I don't remember nothing else. I remember that. (laughs) So how about the Raw from this past Monday night? What did you think of that? Uh, So I've only watched bits and pieces. I haven't watched the whole thing. Um, I do like Bobby Lashley and Braun Strowman. I don't know why. Because you know, you, that was a great I, match. It really was. That was, that was a, a great match really in Extreme Rules. No, this is the reason why, and I know exactly why. Because he's black. It's because. Because he's black, yeah. <laughs> black on white crime, is yes. that why? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that, I wasn't going to use those words. but No, but um, it's because his, Bobby Lashley's demeanor has changed. It's, yeah, he's he, angry he went, now. He went yeah. from the almighty to the angry. Yes. And. Angry Bobby Lashley is more interesting. It's a better Bobby Lashley. It's a, yeah. it's a, it's a more cons- TNA-ish yeah. Bobby Lashley. Yeah. Well, so, like, Bobby Lashley, um, I remember when uh, they were setting up the um, – I mean, I miss Leo Rush. Yeah, shout out to Leo so Rush. So, <laughs> Leo Rush in that role was – that was perfect for him. Perfect. Man. Perfect. 
But, you know, sometimes. Politics. Sometimes, no. Sometimes kids don't know how to keep their mouth shut. <laughs> this is also true. You know? yeah, uh, and this like is coming from somebody that's dealt with Leo I'll Ryan, be honest, so. though. Some of the things that he said, I heard no lies in. Like, just the way. Oh, no, no. He de- just the definitely, way he yes, treated. Yeah. Definitely, so, you know. Um, it is, sometimes there's a place. You, you to, can't do it a, at a the time level and a place. He was no, saying. exactly. There's a time and a place to, to do you things. You have to earn that, that yeah. uh, mic that, time like that. That cachet. But, yes. Yeah. But, um, you know, so like that Braun Strowman and Bobby Lashley thing was awesome, right? They didn't do anything really the next day with it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like, uh, I kind of wanted to see Lashley kill somebody. But what I did like was the, the Ricochet and AJ buildup because, yeah. you know, they went back to it, whereas, you know, normally you see one segment and that's it. Yeah. But Paulie's smart enough to know, you know, hey, these are my guys right now. And AJ and Ricochet, mm-hmm. they're the ones that are going to steal the show. Yeah. Everybody else is just bit players. And I don't mean to demean them or anything like that, but I'm just saying in, in, in looking at the grand And it was smart because, like, you needed people like the Bullet Club to yes, come back together. Yes, yes. Or the to, club to come back together. They needed to build those guys up because yeah. they came in with a hot rep and they fucking doused them so all over quick. It. Yeah. 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 It was stupid. You know? I'll still say to this day, just add Finn. No. Just add Finn to the whole group and you're yeah. done. Nah, it doesn't it literally I, I don't think that works. Why, why, do you put Finn, why do you put Finn? Because they are the club. They no, are the but, representation but, of the Japan, of the Gaijus. But the thing is that Finn you Finn started got, the fucking club and he's not yeah, even in the group. In the but <laughs> Finn was – Finn left and then you brought in AJ and Gallison Anderson. So? They, no. I don't. I don't know. It's no, Gallison, think about it. What are you talking about? Anderson, Machine Gun Anderson was already there in Japan with with, with uh, wait, wait, wait. With, he was with Finn. He was with them. Yeah. Yes, with he was mm-hmm. Prince Devitt. Yeah. Oh, that's right. He was. They were already yeah, there. Yeah, Gallus was Anderson already there. I got it mixed up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I do like how they. I like how they incorporated the Usos with that because that looks like a dope six man. Usos yeah. and Ricochet. Yeah. I would watch them all day. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, even with uh, Bobby Roode and the Revival, that fit naturally. Yeah. Like, yeah. It was, there was they're, nothing weird about that. They're them. kind of like those old school, like, mountain, like, Rocky Mountain wrestling crew. Yeah. And yeah. Like, that's what they to remind Bobby Roode, too, also. Yeah. 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 But, you know, like. He'll be, rude. He'll be the Roode experience next week. <laughs> like, you ever see when they put two people together or three people together, don't look anything like they would never have any future or anything like, like that? Gable and Roode. Revival <laughs> and Roode look like they yeah. would be the squad. Like, yeah. they would be the new horsemen. You know, and I'm they pretty look sure like eventually <laughs> and you get one guy, just, just one, one other guy. wild card. Yeah. You need a wild card, like a, a Brian Pillman guy, oh. to come in and bring that crew together. If they only signed they Brian do, Pillman Jr. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'd rather see Teddy Hart in that role. That would be fun. Teddy Hart is insane. I can tell you firsthand. You know what I mean? He's insane. <laughs> yeah, 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 you know, yeah, but yeah. Teddy Hart in that role with that group, because he's got the look and everything, he would fit perfect. Yeah. All right. But um, the, and the other thing is like, uh, the Bray Wyatt thing, right? Yeah. They bring back Bray, and that was cool as hell. Fantastic. Everything done real well, especially we all were having our doubts with how they're going to do, you know, follow up the Firefly Funhouse nonsense. Yeah. The problem is we've already seen Finn and Bray go at it. Oh Unless they let Bray explain why. And, and in a way, Bray's kind of been doing it because on his tweets, yeah. I apologize to this guy or I apologize to that guy. And it looks like he's got his list together of who he wants to go to. And mm-hmm. he already called out The Rock. So if he goes after The Rock, he has to go over on The Rock. He has to go over on everybody, yeah, right? Everybody. Now. He can't lose to nobody. Yeah. That should kill Bray in the first place. Yeah. He lost to every Losing to John Cena was the worst thing. Him and Rusev. Yeah. They both lost to John Cena, and they lost never everything. came back. And that's the that's biggest true. problem yep. WWE But, but you know what? Yeah. I think how, how the culmination of Bray and Finn – 
later on down the line is that Finn comes back as the demon. Well, it is, he, it well, is demon he, versus yeah. Finn. Yeah. But if, when, so, like, let's say they're building up for SummerSlam, which is what they're saying. And then it's Finn demon, take, demon versus Fiend, Wyatt, he can't apparently. Be, he can't be the demon because he's going to lose. Yeah. He needs to he lose. He needs to lose. So, wait, would this be the moment that demon... I, I, think I, it, I think it has to be Finn saying, I don't need the demon to win and yeah. to beat you, Bray, because I beat you before, and Bray beats him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That way he takes his time off that he requested, yeah. mm-hmm. whatever, month, two months, whatever it is. He comes back in time for like Royal Rumble, let's say, yeah. and then you know he could be the demon and surprise everybody. I'll be honest. You know what I, mean? I want Fiend Wyatt to beat Demon Finn now. I want that to be – if you're really going to bring back Wyatt as the guy and finally, hopefully, be the predecessor to The Undertaker, he needs to beat Demon Finn at SummerSlam. That's how you change it. He needs to you beat created, Undertaker now. Created, I, totally, I totally agree with you You created on momentum with Becky Lynch at SummerSlam last year when you turned her heel. Yeah. That's what really revitalized her career. That was the starting point. Of course. You have an opportunity right now to do that with Bray Wyatt revitalize his career because he doesn't give you bad matches. You just give him shit storylines. Yep. So you okay. have it right there for him. Now, I, I agree with you on that, but here's, here's why I like Steve's better. Because then you delay, you, you have Finn delay when he brings back the demon. You put him at Royal Rumble. Let him win the Royal Rumble as a demon. Then you could push back his match with Bray who by, at that point will probably be champion, and then you put that at a WrestleMania SummerSlam. No, this is and then, and, and if it, this is Royal Rumble, he's going to be back. I don't yeah. think he's going to be gone for that long. He I think might be back by Survivor Series. Yeah, he'll probably be, still, be out for like a month. Uh, it would okay. be great. Yeah. It would be great, though, if you gave him all that time. Let him heal yeah. up. Let mm-hmm. him come back. Reinvent his demon character. Mm-hmm. And then that's how he wins the Rumble. That would be a great way to bring him back. But, you know, um, I think... Definitely, though, Bray, they got to keep him strong. They can't lose. Uh, I can't have him lose to anybody. He needs to beat The Undertaker. Yes, He needs absolutely. to beat John Cena. Absolutely. Yes. And <laughs> probably, if they're going to do The Rock, he needs to beat The Rock. If, the, if, if he beats those three guys, it doesn't matter what he does, what he yeah. does from that point on. Yeah. He's a top true. dog. You know and what he mean? definitely deserves it, Do you it think too. he should beat Brock? I would put him. I would, I would put, I would I'd put, I'd put him over Brock. Brock. Yeah, I'll put if him Brock is willing to do it. But they'll probably have him kill Kofi. Realistically, yeah, he's the weaker champion of the two. Yeah, yeah. So you know, but they'll have a better match. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Definitely. I mean, Brock has it. When Brock wants to be on, Brock is awesome. Yeah. Nobody's oh touching oh, Brock. Oh yeah. yeah. Especially but, when he's when he's going against like a smaller competitor. Yeah, he yeah. does his thing. But you know, I think against Bray, I think Brock would reel it back and be like, ah, I'm not gonna work too hard. You know what it's I mean? True. But yeah. I think with Kofi, Kofi doesn't care. Kofi goes all out with everybody. Yeah. 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 You know what I mean? It sucks that people say Kofi's a weak champ. It's not that he's a weak champ. It's just, you know. You've given him shit. Exactly. He's put in a position where he's not looking his strongest. Yeah. You should be making him look. It's like with Rey Mysterio. Rey Mysterio was champ. He lost to everybody. He never won. Every Kofi win is an an underdog win. Yep. So, talking about Kofi, which leads us into SmackDown. SmackDown, yeah. I am so excited about the possibility of Randy Orton versus uh, Kofi. Kofi, yes. So, the only thing that it does for me is it makes me think of of. Randy putting down Kofi during that one match where he's calling him stupid. stupid? Mm-hmm. And they've, they've gone back to that yeah, a couple of times right. in matches They're after, definitely going to reference it. And they're yeah. going to do it again this time. And they're probably going to make a vignette out of it where Kofi's like, listen, Randy, you think I, I forgot when you treated me like a kid? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, 
They probably, and if they very, do, very, then very might, MAGA Orton at that time. But yeah, of course. <laughs> but you know, like if they do go back to that though, Randy comes off like the biggest dick heel, and they're not pushing him as the biggest dick heel. You know what I mean? But that's where probably where it's gonna go though. No, but I'm just saying, Which like, if, if they're going to do that, Randy is at his best when he's the biggest scumbag in the world. Yeah. Yep. He's not right now. Mm-hmm. Everybody's like, oh, that, I like that, what you're and, saying, Kofi. And, and I like the, what you're saying, Randy. Yeah. I remember their feud in 2009, I think. It was nine, yeah. And I had people telling me that I was nuts, but there was something about Kofi at that moment that I was like, yo, that dude has Shawn Michael potential. Yeah. And always. He always did. And mm-hmm. – I think basically this callback to that feud is going to solidify his his reign. And I, I think hope that's so. and I think that's going to be an amazing If honestly, he can hold on to the title past SummerSlam, I'm cool with anything else after. Honestly, I'm not even mad if he loses the title at SummerSlam as long as he gets it back. Cuz the thing is that I, I'm not mad if he loses it to then re- reclaim it cuz I I like Kofi as the underdog. And the underdog doesn't always have to have the championship at all times. Just true. You know? So, well, But you got to also realize one thing. Kofi's biggest friend for the longest time was CM Punk. And if you notice, everything they did from when CM Punk was gone up until the whole – even the New Day thing was punishment to Kofi. Yeah. Because yeah. he was boys with Punk. And that's why he had that long downward spiral. Yeah. And it wasn't that he was doing bad. He was still wrestling the same as Kofi, mm-hmm. but he was CM Punk's friend. And he got himself over, though. That's the thing. Exactly. So he had to put in the work. You know what I mean? And I think a lot of the time, as much as they say they want that to happen, they hate when that happens because it goes against everything that they did. Brian, Daniel Bryan, getting oh, over. Oh, that was complete. Was against everything complete that they did. Glitch yeah. in the Matrix. Exactly. <laughs> like completely destroyed they had them. to eat it. That's why they were happy he had the concussions. Yeah. Oh, we're so sorry. Please give us the belt as you go away. That's what they did to him. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Because he wasn't supposed to be in that spot. That yeah. was for Batista. That was for somebody else. You know what I mean? But problem is, and this is where we, we it all comes back to the beginning again, social media. It yeah. could be good. It could be bad. Social media helped Daniel Bryan become a superstar. Yeah. Social media helped Becky Zach Lynch. Ryder. Uh, I'm going to throw it back. Oh, uh, Zach Ryder oh got God. over because of social media. That's true. And what did they do? Fuck you, Zach Ryder. I don't give a fuck. Trash John me. Cena. Come here, baby. Throw this motherfucker <laughs> off the fucking ramp. And they did. <laughs> and killed him. Killed him. Cue Eve Soros. <laughs> but, you know, like, oh, I love Evie. Oh, she was so young. But, like, you know, it it just, it's what I'm trying to say before we wrap things up. If they want you to be a star, they'll push you to the moon. Like they're doing Becky Lynch. They want her to be a star. Mm -hmm. Roman Reigns, they want him. Um, There's a couple of guys that you can tell. The guys that make their names outside of the company, AJ Styles, they're not even push him. AJ Styles got himself over and his talent over. John Cena and AJ, if they don't have that match, oh God. AJ yeah. it looks like Nakamura and Rusev right now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's but true. John Cena has the greatest match of his life, the greatest two matches. Oh. They had the two matches back-to-back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they were phenomenal, right? No but if, <laughs> actually, I did on purpose. Uh, but if, if, if those two matches don't happen and Cena gives him the, doesn't give him the nod, AJ's in AEW right now. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Fucking crushing it. Yeah. Against Kenny Omega. But they didn't want him to do anything. You know what I'm saying? 
It just happened that way. Mm-hmm. When they want a star, they will make that star, and they will tell you, we want this. When they don't want, they will also tell you because you won't be hearing about them no matter what they do. You know? and, and like I said, Zack Ryder will always be the guy that defined everything. No matter what happened to Daniel Bryan and all these other guys, Zack Ryder got himself so over that they had to put him on TV as much as they hated it <laughs> and acknowledge that he's popular just so they could shit on him. And to this day, when you hear his music, how many people – he's not on TV – how many people chat woo 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 when he comes they out? They still love it. They, they still, still love yeah. him. You know what I mean? There's a there's a reason for that. So you know, it, it, no matter what we say or what we do, we could all you know, uh, what is it? Monday morning quarterback yeah. for wrestling. All we want. Yeah. Right? I mean, I have a little bit of different experience because I'm actually helping with companies. But like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, even with me, like if I see somebody who's popular. I'm going to want to run with that because that's going to bring my company more money. It exactly. only makes sense. They don't worry about that. They're not going to worry about it. They want to hold the people down that they, if they feel like they can't control you, they don't want you to sign with the other company, but they're going to keep you and hold you down. Nakamura, they're just throwing them that belt. Like, all right, big man, you sign with us. This thanks, year, for, thanks for this resigning. Year. Yeah, yeah, thanks for not going to the competition. Thank <laughs> you. You know what I mean? But look at Rusev. Rusev I, stuck, and Rusev's so over. What's he I've, doing? I've never seen someone get swimming with na- his dog. You know what? That guy naturally. I mean, got listen, over. listen. He won the lottery of life, banging Lana. He did. Oh, very yeah, true. Yeah, lottery yeah, of life, yeah, and yeah, I will yeah. forever be jealous of what he's got yeah. going on. But he's right now swimming with his dog and posting on Instagram when he should be in charge of the WWE. But he's you know awesome. what's crazy? the The problem is, is that in television now they have the thing called holding deals. That's what a lot of these guys are in. Mm-hmm. They're in a holding deal yeah. so that they don't go anywhere else. Yeah. But look at Rusev, Luke, like Luke Harper, I think had – I always thought Luke Harper had the ability to become the next JBL, and they've never given it to him. And I don't better, think they, better than better, – better ver- yeah. Exactly, a better, more athletic I wrestled, version. Dude, I know perfectly what he's all about. He was better than – outside of Joe, AJ, uh, Daniels, Key – Luke Harper was right there with that group, but he was just under them. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Got you. I haven't been with him since, but watching him wrestle, I. What year was it with with WrestleMania? It was uh, Bray Wyatt, Orton, and it was Luke Harper just kind of going at it for the WWE title. Uh, that little run right there oh, with Luke yeah, Harper, yeah, yeah. and you saw like him slim when, down, like perfectly. When he, when he blew out his knee. Yeah, well, it was amazing. Well, that's just to say that you know the talent that he has. Yeah. But um, I guess it's safe to say that. SmackDown was pretty decent. SmackDown was good. Kevin Owens did his thing. Raw was fine. Yeah, but you I'm, know I'm what? Exa- I'm you know excited what? about it. They screwed up. It's, they already screwed up the Kevin all... Owens thing. Shane screwed it up. He screwed because... up the stunner. Exactly. Stunner. Yeah. Because yeah. if he doesn't screw up that stunner, you can accept that he's a character or, or flying off the script. Whatever. Once he failed that stunner, everything, the magic is gone. Yep. I don't believe in this story anymore because he got up and adjusted himself so he could take the stunner again. That's what we were talking about before with believability. Listen, if Bruiser Brody is in the ring, Bruiser Brody is going to be like, fuck you, I'm just going to kick you in the yeah. face. Kevin Owens should have done something other than the stunner. Is yeah. it audible? You know what I mean? To make it look like a real fight. Exactly. You could have given him the powerbomb right they there. Yeah. Yeah, you could have given him the pop-up powerbomb yep. right there. Yep. And, and Shane would have been down because Shane's pop a maniac like that. powerbomb on the apron is one of the most de- – Illest things I've ever it seen. Sucks. It's an amazing song. It sucks. Yeah. It sucks yeah? Oh, yeah. And like, like, like on a scale of one to ten, is it one of the worst things to take? 
Um, no. So, all right. Uh, what's, like, what's your, what's the worst? Worst bump. The yeah. worst bump I've ever taken was, I was wrestling Necro Butcher. And, <laughs> I love uh, that name. Yeah. <laughs> He's great. Uh, we were in uh, ECPW up in um, Lake Hiawatha, New Jersey. And the way Gino has, Gino Caruso has the rings, the arena set up, where the bleachers are, they're on an elevated platform. Oh, so I see. I, see. I kind of was just to make the crowd look bigger, but like realistically, guys can bump on it and it's not going to kill their backs because the floor, you know, it's not yeah. moving. But this, well, you know, you get a little give. So me thinking that, we're fighting on the bleachers, and I go, Necro, suplex me off the bleachers. Oh, shit. All right, man. <laughs> All right, let's go. She grabs me, puts me up for the. I'm up in the air, my legs straight up come straight down and I take the bump and I was like oh my god what the fuck (laughs) (laughs) what happened was (laughs) what happened was where the two pieces of wood meet there's a two by four that is perpendicular I guess and it makes the you know it's the keeping the structure up and I landed right in the middle and I felt I said to myself I was like oh my god I just shit myself (laughs) I shit myself and Necro's like, hey, man, you're all right? No, Necro, I think I just shit myself. <laughs> like, well, check first, and then we'll continue. And I was like, all right. So I, oh, my God, I can't move. Oh, my God, fuck, it hurts. I didn't shit myself, Necro. I think I broke my tailbone. All right, man, let's go back in the ring then. We're going to finish this. <laughs> so, like, that shit sucked the worst. Uh, and then there was another time. Uh, this is Bayonne Charity Hall days. Uh, we were wrestling Insane Dragon and Dixie from Special K. And uh, me and Moff, you know, we had great matches with them. We were all over the place. Like, we made them famous because they took so much punishment. So I had Dixie, and we put a ladder on the apron and a ladder on the guardrail. And I set up, um, I think it was like six or eight chairs where the seats are facing each other. Kind of like they're making two L's facing each other. And I'm thinking to myself, I'll put a chair in the middle. And that'll break my fall. And a powerbomb, oh, fucking cool as hell, right? <laughs> Stupid Steve. Physics. That's not Stupid how physics fucking work. Steve. But I was, <laughs> I was legit 21, 22 at the time, not thinking, uh, I fucking go off the ladder. All right, you ready? Yeah. We go, and I fucking, it wasn't even like, like a slight pause. I just went straight down to the floor, and I had that chair fucking rip my back up, right? Oh. So I, <laughs> I'm off. I'm under the ring. I'm like, ah, 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 ah. and Moff comes. And he lifts up the side apron. He's like, Steve, you all right? Ah, ah, ah. He goes, ah, he starts laughing. So they finish the match, and I, I hear the bell. I'm like, fuck, I gotta go out there. So I'm legit crawling, and I get out. And I see Moff, and he starts laughing again. I'm like, I'm going to fuck you up. And he's like, come on, I got you. So we get back in the ring because we're supposed to set up the next night. I think we were doing something in uh, Philly. And whoever was supposed to come out was supposed to come yeah. out. And I'm just like, oh, my God, please stop. Please fucking stop. And Moff couldn't stop. I was like, fuck you. <laughs> That's all I could get out. It hurt so bad. And then the next day, I was sitting in uh, my friend's house, my back, my spine's all jacked up, my knees feeling all jacked up because I protected Dixie. I mean, I did yeah. my best to make sure he didn't get hurt. Motherfucker was fine. I was like, "Are you okay?" He's like, "No, I'm fine." Are you, <laughs> tell me you're at least a little sore. Uh, no, I'm not. Motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "What? Why? Why?" 
But yeah, uh, those are the two that I could think of. I mean, like, so like superplex bumps. Um, it's weird because you're upside down, like yeah. 20 feet high, and like, but I love taking it. Um, hitting the splash off the top's insane because like, you gotta think about this things in this perspective. I think about this all the time. Every time I climb the top rope, <clears throat> and I've said this before, so if other people are listening. Ah, he says that all the time, but I do, and it's a, there's a reason for it. When you go to the top rope. In this world, there's probably, what, 20,000 wrestlers, right? Out of a population of, what, 8 billion? Mm-hmm. So when you look at that, that's less than a percent of people who know what it's like to be in the ring. And out of that, a lot of them don't like to climb the rope. I know what it's like to stand on the top rope and hear people chanting your name and go nuts when they see you climb the rope. So when I take that bump, I don't feel shit because I'm on fucking super fly yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, but I always, I never take it for granted that, like, I'm very fortunate in that I know what that feels like. I know how cool and awesome experience. I know what it's like to look at people and they're like 20 feet down. You know what I'm saying? I jumped <laughs> off a cage and like I know what that looks like. You know what I mean? Like yeah. It's like when you're a kid, you imagine doing that like on top of your bed. Yeah. You actually yeah. get to do it. Yes. So As an adult. Right? I don't know if you remember Blizzard of 96, right? Yep. Yeah. So me and Key had the bug and in because he lived on Fort Hamilton Army Base and he sh- they shoveled all the snow into like a big 30-foot mound in between these two buildings. So me and Key were like, well, fuck yes, let's go there and wrestle. So we go and we start doing stuff. And like I'm doing <laughs> moonsaults off the top. And he was like, how the fuck are you doing a moonsault? I was like, I don't know, I'm just doing it. <laughs> you know what I mean? like, but like that was, that's what started everything. You know what I mean? Like we were just, we didn't have fear like that. And you kind of have to have a little of that going into this because if you really think about everything, it's, so easy to get hurt. It's so easy to just any. I've seen. I mean, people died. Yeah. You know, yeah. anything could happen at any moment. You can be taken away from it. I tell the kids all the time when I'm talking to them. Like the young wrestler that passed away in Mexico, which is Rey Mysterio doing the six one nine. Six one nine and yeah. fucking. You know, he just snapped his neck yeah, off the rope. Yeah, exactly. Nobody <laughs> knew that was gonna happen. You know yeah. what I mean? But and Misawa, Misawa taking a suplex, breaking oh. his neck, having a heart attack, That's dying right. right there. You know, like all that shit. It's like. Anything can happen. So you always have to go into this knowing that anything can happen and have that respect. And I always try to have that respect because, like I said, how many people know what it's like to stand on the top rope or even stand in the ring taking a bump or just doing anything? Not a lot. It's true. So so I always take, you know, take it like pride and just – it's just so cool that I get a chance to do that and people pay me. That's even better. (laughs) You know what I mean? But, like, you know, it's just – I, you have to appreciate everything that you're given because it could be all taken away so fast. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think a lot of people forget that. I mean, I've seen guys take suplexes in front of me, and they're paralyzed. Oh, you know same. what I mean? And, and that sucks. You don't ever want to see anybody hurt, let alone not be able to walk and live life the way they were doing. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, like, I always carry that into the ring. So, like, Homicide always says, like, I'm mad humble when it comes to shit because, like, I'm always thinking about stuff like that. I always carry that with me because... If I don't, might be I might be next. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm not thinking the way I should be thinking. Mm-hmm. So like a lot of the kids got to understand: you're getting dropped in your head, you're getting dropped in your neck. One day you might not get up. Yeah. You know, and and so like again, it goes into everything that I am. I appreciate everything that I'm given because it's fucking cool that I got to do the shit that I did. Listen, I'm so for, short, fat, big from fucking Brooklyn. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I wasn't supposed to do shit in life. Yeah, let but me I, ask you something. When was the last time you did a Van Machinator? Um, 
You know what's funny? We, they were Wait, trying to get me. For, the, for those that don't are not familiar. The Shane McMahon coast to coast. Yeah, basically. Yeah. So uh, they wanted me to do it on Sunday. They were like, come on, Steve. You got to bring it out. It's a small ring. I was like, so what happened was I, um, I caught my leg on. I hit my leg on a guardrail on top. And I caught 40 stitches on the back of my leg. Like, my whole calf muscle came out. It was fucking brutal. Ooh. So ever since then, like, I really haven't been – I haven't trusted my knee to, you know, hold up to do that. Um, but probably 2000 oh, – let's say 11 or 12 was the last time I busted it out. Wow. Uh, it's just funny because, like, one day we were at the doghouse and I don't know. I just – I don't even remember why. I just climbed the rope and just – Hey, stay there, and just went up and did it. <laughs> so then, I, like, it became the challenge because that was a six foot, sixteen foot ring. So I did an eighteen foot ring, and then I did a twenty foot ring. And once I hit the twenty foot ring, I was like, all right, I'm good. I don't need to do this. And then, like, I fucked it up like once or twice. I fucked it up once in Ring of Honor and once in MLW, and I just, uh, I was like, you know, um, I'm not gonna do this anymore. And, you know, I don't need to be fucking things up on big, uh, big stage. You know what I mean? But. Uh, and even now, like, I don't do the splash off the top as much anymore because there's only so much you can do. You know, yeah, yeah, I got you. Dying, whatever. But every once in a while for a big, big finish. You know, uh, it's like, oh, I'll bring it out here and yeah, there. Yeah. Like, for, uh, so when they were filming The Wrestler, um, the one scene that you see that I'm doing something in the ring, it just – it was perfect timing. It was like one of those crazy That's right. You were in The Wrestler. Yes. That's right. I'm uncredited too, motherfucker. Wow. <laughs> I worked like five scenes with uh, uh, Darren Aronofsky, yeah. and I didn't get not one credit. But um, so uh, Mickey Rourke is walking into Rawway, mm. and, and my match is going on. It wasn't timed. It wasn't like they said, hey, do this. as just happened. It just wasn't be natural. So at the time, I'm going up to the top, and I hit the splash. And it was the first time ever I hit the splash so hard that I bounced back up on my feet. So as he's walking past, you see me go up for the splash, land, and then right over his head is my head going, turning to the side like, da-da! <laughs> and like, only time I've ever done it. You know what I mean? I was like, well, if I'm going to do it, I guess I'm going to do it. That's time to do it then. Yeah, Academy Award winning movie. Might as well. <laughs> so when we had our tease on, he told us about the time that he had someone fart in his face. Oh. Um, <laughs> So, so tell us about the most embarrassing spot that you had or, you know. Or have you had one of those? <laughs> oh, I've had a bunch. Okay. Uh, one of my favorite ones because it, <laughs> it, it involves someone that I looked up to very much. So, so uh, I want to say it was like 2005, 2006. Uh, JP was bringing in Big Van Vader. Wow. And uh, Vader, I always looked up to him. I, most of my early style was a mix of – Vader and Scott uh, Steiner. Okay. Steiner. And, yeah. Nice. And Steiner, if you ever watch early Scott Steiner, he was a maniac. He did such things that, I mean, there's no reason why he should be walking on the face of the earth because he would just take the craziest bumps and do the craziest <laughs> shit. And we're talking Steiner brothers, Scott Steiner? Yes, or, yes. Okay. Um, not, not big Early problem. Steiner brothers. Yeah, yeah early. early. So, um, so Vader, though. I mean, I followed in Japan. I was a fan of the elephant mask. My shirt now in wrestling has the, as a shout out, uh, the elephant mask. Oh, yeah. Um, so, like, you know, I was always, he's always somebody that I, you know, emulated. And so when JP brings him in, they're like, Steve, we're going to do something with you and Vader. I was like, all right, cool. So Vader comes in and, you know, whatever, talking. He's like, hey, you know, 
my, thought, my shots are a little stiff. I was like, no, you don't have to tell me. I understand. If you knock my head off, it'll be an honor. Thank you. you know what I mean? <laughs> so, Thank you, sir. May I have yeah. another? <laughs> so he gets in the ring, and I'm like, yes. Like, in my mind, that's what's going on. I don't give a fuck. Oh, I could have died that night. It wouldn't have mattered, you know? <laughs> so he's giving me the shot, and he fucking hurt. It was like, wham. Oh, that's a rib. Wham. That's my other rib. Wham. Oh, fuck. When he hits you in the, hand, in the head, he doesn't take his hand like everybody else. He uses the inner ar- forearm. Oh, shit. So it, oh, and it's meaty as fuck. Ooh. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it, 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 it's a thigh coming at your face. You know what I mean? <laughs> so he caught me with two, and I was like, oh, shit. So then he gives me a uh, uh, Mark Henry uh, slam, mm-hmm. and he goes up for the Vader bomb. So now I'm looking up at Vader's ass on the second rope. I'm like, <laughs> This is going to suck. He's probably going to kill me right now. <laughs> but fuck it. I mean, it's Vader. You know, it's yeah. a cool story. He hits me, and I farted so loud <laughs> that the fans that I'm cool with in the front row after, they were like, yo, we heard you fart. <laughs> I was like, well, I mean, if anybody's going to do it, I guess, you know, it, it, Vader. It makes sense, right? Like, yeah, no, no, no. You did great against Vader. So, uh, but like. Like all kinds Did of weird he shit. know that you fought? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he was like, hey, kid, I heard you. Nice. <laughs> but uh, so, and what was cool was that day we had Vader and Mike Awesome, and I was able to get a shot with them. And oh, wow. Oh, that's awesome. Them. Yeah. Like, I mean, dude, like I said, I've been very fortunate, man. Like, if you look at my, the guys, like I said before, the Road Warriors, I wrestled the Steiners. Um, I, I wrestled Samo- Demolition. I've seen like Samoa Joe there as I well. Samoa like, Joe. I wrestled the Wild Samoans. I wrestled. W- I've done stuff with Afa. I was. Ju- I just went to go see Stuber last night, and I've done stuff with Batista. Mm. You know what I mean? I've hung out with The Rock. Like all this shit I've done. Like I said, I'm a nobody, bro. I'm not supposed to be anybody. I'm so- Roger could tell you, fat little short kid from Brooklyn, <laughs> no style whatsoever. Dude, if you look at all my pictures, my mom, I used to be like, what the fuck, mom? She, every picture I had is just me in my underwear. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm that kid. You know what I'm saying? I shouldn't have been nothing, but I was able to be something, even if it's just a tiny little thing in this world. In the history of this world, I'm a little blip, but you know what? It's more than what I thought. I was, so I thought people, I was gonna be dead. But to by a now, lot of honestly. people, you're the world. Like, yeah, and yeah. that's crazy to me. You yeah. know what I mean? I'm like, dang shit, dude. I'm just a fat guy named Steve. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> but like, I'm able to do all the shit that I done. I'm like, fuck, man. Like, that's so cool. You know? That is like, cool. Yeah. And then like, I get to share it with guys who are, you know, better than me because we all came from the same place. We all came from the same background and yeah. share this whole thing. And it's all because of pro wrestling. No it's matter what, dumb. it's all because of pro That's wrestling. That's what the beauty of it is. Yeah. yeah, yeah, man. Like, a lot of these kids, they come in, I fucking, you deserve, I, I deserve to get paid by you. No, you don't deserve shit, bro. No, you have to earn it. You have to earn everything. Pay your dues. And, like, I've always been, you know, about that life. No matter what, whether it's football, whether it's baseball, whether it's just hanging out with your boys, you always have to earn everybody's respect. You don't just walk in and open your mouth. Some of these cats do that. I'm like, get the fuck out of here, bro. <laughs> like, what? There was some kid that did it this weekend. I'm not going to say where or who. But he came in and tried to fucking walk around and act all cool and shit. I was like, hey, son, come here. In front, I'm mad loud, too, you know. Oh, what's up? He came over. You're going to do me a favor. I don't know what your fucking name is. And you know why I don't know what your fucking name is? Because you didn't introduce yourself to me. Now, you could be a fan. You could be a fucking <laughs> whoever the fuck you could be. I don't know who you are. You didn't introduce yourself to me. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm I shut that fuck up. <laughs> Go shake everybody's fucking hand and say your name. And when you're done, you're going to come to me. And they're all going to tell me your fucking name. <laughs> That's what happened. 
and fucking, I'm sorry, sir, I'll never, it'll never happen. Said, if it happens again, I swear to God, you're going to sue me because I'm going to slap you in the fucking face. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Did it? Came. What's his name? They all repeated his name. He was like, now, they all know you. You know their fucking names. You learn their fucking names. And the next time you think you want to come in and disrespect, they're going to let me know. Because I'm not going to be here every show. But I am going to be here eventually. And when I am, if I find out that you were disrespectful, I'm going to fuck you up the way your father should have fucked you up. Oh, shit. And he was like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. By the end of the night, he was buying me water. <laughs> hey, fuck you. you know so what? That's how you should have treated this guy. That, yeah. That's respect, yeah. <laughs> By the way. Thanks. Go around and ask everybody their name. Go, go downstairs. Go downstairs to the bar. Ask everybody their name. I'm gonna find out. You're gonna get quizzed at the end. Listen, man, at the homicide show, I went to everybody, whether it was camera guy, whatever. And it's not because I want to be cool guy, but that's how I was raised. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you have to, from the doorman to the fucking main event, you have to be respectful because everybody's there to earn a paycheck. Yep. Everybody's there to Absolutely. do something special. You have to treat it like it's something special. If you just walk in and think you're a superstar, you ain't going to be shit. You'll no. be lucky if you're alive in a year. You know what I mean? And then, like, that's just the way we came up. And I, I just, you know, I, I try to show the younger guys that. And most of them, it sticks. Every once in a while, it doesn't. And I, that's when I say, give me a match with them. And you, see, <laughs> you see me slap someone in the face? And you know why. <laughs> what the five fingers say to the face? Slap. Slap. Oh, man. Yeah. So um, I got to thank you for being here with us and joining us. Uh, Steve Monster Mac, please uh, let everybody know how everybody can find you. Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter is always Steve Mac DHS, the hit squad. Oh, shit. And for the motherfuckers that don't know how to spell, <laughs> because everybody – even my best friend, Fat Frank, may he rest in peace, used to spell it M-A-C, and it's M-A-C-K. So Steve, S-T-E-V-E-M-A-C-K-D-H-S. You can find me there. Uh, if you want to hit me up, hit me up. Uh, tell me where you fucking heard me, you know, if it's this show, or you saw me at a show, wherever the fuck, you know. Um, Don't forget MySpace. Oh, MySpace. Can't forget <laughs> MySpace. Because he's waiting for this shit to get space. back, Wait, to get case, good again. Just yeah. shit blows up again. You never know. It'll right. get back up. I mean, yeah, yeah. listen, man. Anything is possible. <laughs> Remember, shit gets retro and fucking blows up again. You know there you saying? go. But, uh, yeah, no. So, um, wait, MySpace is vinyl? <laughs> MySpace. Uh, Vinyl for you is a whole yeah, different I'm, thing. Yeah. Man. Oh. MySpace is more like a track. Oh yeah. <laughs> Damn. It was like the first. Uh, well, what was first, Black Planet, Mi Gente, or MySpace? Ooh, might See? be Black Planet. It might be Black Planet, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, uh, Black Planet, then Mi Gente, and, and Asian Avenue. Uh, I don't even know about Asian Avenue. Asian Avenue was all three were owned by the same company. So wait, hold on, hold on. on. Friendster. I feel like Asian Avenue, though, is like the segue into porn. That's that's, that's, you know, that's how you find out about, you know, the lady boys in Bangkok. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) And that's why it's called Bangkok. I'm saying, I'm just saying, (laughs) just throwing it out there. (laughs) Yeah, we we were talking about, uh, so for the people listening, me and Sonny, Sonny called me and we were talking about, you know, different things. He said, what do you like? Well, I was like, well, I like wrestling and porn. He's like, oh, we're going to get along. Just no, 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 no. That not. was not the order in which you said it. I'm just saying. You I'm said. Saying, listen, I can't I tell like, you that absolutely. I like music. I like, vi- <laughs> I like video games. Yes. I like music. I like wrestling. And I like porn. And I'm like, that's 
oddly specific in that <laughs> frame of order. <laughs> Strong four pillars. And, I mean, and, I'm, like, and, and I'm like, I, I, I laughed at wrestling being somewhere in the middle because <laughs> usually the most important are either first or last. So I felt like video games and porn were the most important. The other ones were just in the middle. <laughs> Listen, man, I, I, so this is how you know how important wrestling is to me. Uh, I've been doing it 22 years. Uh, February 2000, uh, 2020 makes 20 years. Wow. Well, I'm sorry, 23 years. I can't even count anymore. <laughs> That's how old I am. Uh, I met Stan Hansen for the first time this past February. Wow. And, and I heard an interview where you were talking about Stan Hansen. That was like the one person that you, you were dying idolized, to meet. Idolized. The only person left on the list to meet is Hogan. Because I just uh, never, I will never go to like a meet and greet. Yeah. Like if I run into him at a show, that's different. You know what I mean? But, mm-hmm. uh, but Stan Hansen happened to be on the Bruiser Brody Memorial show that we did in February. Okay. And uh, I absolutely geeked out. I didn't even hide it. And I said to him, I apologize because I know that's not the way that you're supposed to be when you're a professional wrestler. But you have to understand everything that you've done. I've been following since I was a kid. Uh, going back to Bruno San Martino and breaking his neck and wrestling uh, Rick Martel in AWA and all the stuff in Japan and WCW. And I was just a huge Stan Hansen fan. And for me, this is like meeting Babe Ruth, you know. And uh, I had this shirt um, that it's Bruiser Brody and Stan Hansen magazine cover. And it's oh, on both wow. sides, the same picture. But, you know, he saw it and he was like, oh, shit. Where'd you get this? I was like, oh, somebody made it online and I just bought it. He's like, man, he took a picture of my shirt. And then signed it. And oh, I was wow. like, and he goes, I've never seen anything like that. It's so fucking cool that you have that. Wow. And he, he sent it to his wife. And he was like, look at, what, look at what this kid had at the show. You know what I mean? <laughs> and then, like, so we're doing the match. And I, I actually got a little bit of chance to talk to him. And I was just, like, fucking super marking out. You know what I mean? But, I, you know, he said to me at the end, he was like, you know, uh, Manny Fernandez, because Manny Fernandez kind of taught us a little yeah. bit, you know. Um, I said, Manny Fernandez mentioned some guys in Brooklyn. I was like, yeah, that's us. And I was just like, Manny Fernandez talked about us. Wow. Like, that was to, to <laughs> fucking Stan Hansen. And he was like, hey, I keep, I've been hearing about you guys for a while now from Manny. And, um, you know, he put us over huge. And I was just like, like I said, I say it all the time. I was just a kid from Brooklyn. That was supposed <laughs> to be shit. And here I am meeting gods and hanging on their level and, like, that's like the coolest fucking shit. You know what I mean? That is life. Cool. Yeah. Life puts you in these yeah. weird places. Yeah, man. So I'm very fortunate. If anybody wants to follow me, if anybody wants to talk to me, I'll talk to anybody. Because the fact of the matter is, I'm just a human. We all bleed the same. We all go piss. We all have our different little quirks. But we're all the same thing. You know what I mean? And if, if you understand that, life is easy. It's when you start to complicate things and start, it's this, it's that, and that's when life sucks. Mm-hmm. I try to be as simple and happy as possible. I just want to watch my video, watch my movies, play my video games, watch my watch porn. porn, watch yeah. porn, yeah. watch my porn. Sa- porn. Shout out to Sarah J and Angelina Castro. By yo, the way. so when you're yo. in town, discount, Hall please, of, discount. Hall of Fame. Oh, Sarah J. Uh, uh, but uh, <laughs> actually, you know what's crazy? So like in, through wrestling, I got to work like uh, <laughs> Jasmine St. Clair used to run a company in Philly. Mm. I used to work for her. She's awesome. Um, and one time I was working, we're going down to the show, and uh, she goes, uh, we had talked, and I told her who some of my favorites were. She goes, Steve, I got a phone call for you. Handle this. I was like, what? <laughs> she take, take the phone. Hello, this is Steve. Hi. I keep hearing about this guy named Steve. He's really awesome. I was like, hi, who's this? <laughs> well, 
You may be a fan. I don't know, but this is Jenna Jameson. Wow. Like, shut the Yo, fuck up. That's crazy. And she's like, no, for real, this is really me. And she's like, you're really cute. Jasmine sent, Jasmine sent me a picture. And I was like, like I, I just, I couldn't believe, you know what I mean? Then fast forward about a month later. That's um, when you, you woke up from fainting? No, 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 no. This For fainting, it's like, it was like, <laughs> you went into like a faint coma. I wish. No, um, <laughs> like, oh my God, I can't believe this. The coma would have been fucking great if I would have gone touchy touchy. But, um, which, uh, no, but, uh, so like fast forward a month later, Madman Pondo is having his bachelor party, right? Madman Pondo used to date one of my favorite all-time stars, Bridget Powers, who is known as Bridget the Midget. What? Bridget the Midget okay. is at his bachelorette party or bachelor party at like three in the morning there in Vegas. And uh, the next morning I wake up and my mom goes, Steve, there's a message for you. I was like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I p- play. Hi, uh, this is uh, Bridget the Midget. Uh, I'm looking for Steve Mack. Uh, <laughs> your man Pondo told me you have a big cock and uh, I'd like to put it in my mouth. So let me know what's up. <laughs> And my mom's like, is that true? You've got a big cock? I was like, ah, stop! Stop! Actually, I'll, I'll end it on one more story. It involves my mom and porn, which oh, sounds no. horrible, but it's hilarious. It's okay. So uh, last month, I had gotten these pictures. I've been teaming up with Magic, uh, who helped train me, and yeah. JP guy, indie guy for 35 years, and like, Everybody knows Magic in the area. He helped get LAX, EYFBO off the ground. He started training them and stuff like that. So, I mean, Magic went teaming, and we took these shots, actually, at the Bruiser Brody show. And they bomb-ass shots by this guy named Frankie Kurtz from Philly. Awesome dude, you know? And um, I put out the shots on Twitter. And on Twitter, I don't give a fuck. Like, I don't really have a, a strong Twitter game. Mm-hmm. But like I follow whatever porn stars I like, whatever movie stars, whatever. I used to but do that not too. as much. You know what My I mean? first got Twitter, I did that too. Yeah. yeah, I mean everybody does. So there's these two fat guys, and they're called Swiney's Pro Am. And when I say fat, I mean they make me look like Kofi Kingston. You know what I'm saying? Wow. <laughs> so, but the the one dude's packing heat like about good ten. You know what I mean? Solid <laughs> ten. You know? Wow. And uh, the other dude's probably rocking like about a six. But what they do is they hook up with pro girls, amateur girls, famous, non-famous, whatever. You know what I mean? Big, small, all different sizes. So I have put those pictures, and he retweeted the picture of me and Magic, right? The one dude. So I was like, oh, thanks for the love, blah, blah, blah. And then I didn't even realize that they were following me, but they were, you know? They're yeah. wrestling fans. So two things happened. As soon as they retweeted me, all these bears start oh. following me. <laughs> My notifications never lit up so fast on Twitter. I was like, bing, 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 bing. All these big gay dudes were loving me, right? That's <laughs> ah, all right. I love my bears. They my just, bears got my back. They just want to wrestle in different ways. That's yeah, all. That's, yeah. So my mom, I, I, I tell my mom the story about all the bears following me. Because my mom, part of the reason why I am the way I am, my mom was very unique in that. She hung out with gay people, straight people. didn't matter who it was. She hung out with everybody and knew how to have a good time. Uh, my grandfather was like that. Rob, yeah. can tell you. Uh, he was the fucking man. You know? um, he knew everybody. It didn't matter where he was at. He knew everybody. You know what I mean? Um, my mom's the same way. And because she was like that, I never had the fear of gay people or trans or any of that nonsense. To me, they were just people. 
So, like, I didn't give a fuck. So I told my mom what was going on because I figured she would get a kick out of that. And she goes like this. First thing she says, she's like, oh, two fat guys. I was like, yeah, you know, they're, they're big, you know, and they do porn. And, like, and the funny thing is, I've been saying for the longest time, when I retire from wrestling, I want to run a porn company where it's just fat guys banging hot chicks. <laughs> I feel like that would sell. You yeah, know what I mean? Equal rights, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So like, it's more realistic for the guys watching at home. Like, yeah. oh, man, that fat dude hooked That gun look like mine. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I know exactly what that looks like. So um, I'm like, you know, uh, I tell her, I'm like, you know, yeah, it's real fat. But the one guy is like really hungry. She goes, oh, yeah? It's like, ah. She's like, Send it to me. I want to see. Oh, I was like, yeah. Ma, what? She's like, just send it to me. I, I'm just going to laugh. I was like, um, yeah. fine, whatever. So <laughs> I send her their page. The next day, she hits me up. You know, I never got your friend's page. I want to see his thing. I was like, Ma, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, that's where the porn love see? comes from. See, that's what, I mean, well, listen, that's, that's why I am the way I am, because my mom is a maniac, and... You know, she helped raise me, that, I guess, the right way, you could say. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it, it's, like I said, again, if Mama you want to follow me. is Mama insane. Gloria, Gloria is awesome. insane. She guided you to a hell of a journey that you have today. Yeah, you know, and yeah. so I'll always be thankful for everything she's given me because, you know, my dad wasn't around. She was. She took care of me. And, you know, it, it just it, it led to a whole bunch of things that I know I wouldn't have gotten to without her guidance and her love and, you know, Whatever. I mean, everybody's like that with their mom, but, you know, I, I know, like, for me, being as open-minded as I am, it's because of her. No other reason. So I always have to shout her out and thank her. But, uh, you know, like I said, I'm down to talk to anybody because of that. You know, it doesn't matter if you're pro-Trump, if you're anti-Trump, if you're Republican, Democrat, I don't give a fuck about any of that shit. Make a valid point, and I will treat you with respect. Now, if you talk like a fucking idiot... <laughs> I can story. only take so much of being an idiot. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, but yeah, exactly. Anybody can hit me up anytime. If you want to talk about fucking Super Mario Brothers 3, uh, level 3, well, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> if you want to talk about that, if you want to talk about Jenna Jameson's debut, we can talk about that. You know Are the mean? latest videos from Aspirate or Bang Bros? Yeah. Bang Bros. Bang, Bang Bros. Bros. That's what's up. Actually, so I know it's going to sound horrible, <laughs> but this is, this is where the extra creep comes Sorry, out. Right. This, is where the extra this is the last creep. thing. This is where the extra last thing. Uh, what is it? Cock Ninja Studios. Oh, Do you geez. know anything about that? Oh, Jesus. No. Cock Ninja Studios is all about the incest porn. Oh. So, oh. And the reason why. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Oh. Those are the thoughts and opinions of like, oh, Steve Mack. The reason and why. And they do not the represent why. the thoughts and like opinions of Yep, I like wrestling. Uh, a little bit. But. Uh, yeah. so, but the reason why. The greatest porn movie ever created, and I defy anybody to show me anything better, is a movie called Taboo 2. So if you know oh, about Taboo 2, about that. That even though it was all incest, but everybody was into it because it was, it was whether you're looking at it for erotic <laughs> needs or just entertainment, it was ultimate 1980s cheese porn at its height. Yeah. And it was just so great. The music, the soundtrack, everything. So you can talk to anybody who's a creep. <laughs> they will know Taboo 2. And to the it led into all the stuff that we have today. So thank you, Taboo 2. And thank you, Internet. Thank you, yes. thank you Al Gore. Yeah. Thank you, Pornhub. Red and Man Bear Browser. Thank hamster. you all. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Spank Bang, what is, Spank Wire. XNXX. Uh, Good times. <laughs> Onion and Booty. that is a wrap for today's yeah. episode <laughs> of Yep, I Like Wrestling and a whole bunch of other shit. Thank you guys for having me. Thank you. It was an honor. to come back so we could talk more nonsense. Yes, <laughs> of course. More uh, porn. More yes. porn, yeah. Yeah. 
And uh, to you listening to us, make sure you follow us at Y-E-P-I-L-W on all social media, including maybe MySpace. And uh, <laughs> going to come back. <laughs> it, it might. Yeah. It all will. right. We'll it see. It will, damn it. <laughs> uh, also, make sure you uh, hit us up on our Eventbrite page. That is Y-E-P-I-L-W.Eventbrite.com. We're going to have our invites up for SummerSlam. NXT TakeOver, as well as a big event that we're going to be doing August 31st for NXT UK and AEW All Out. That's going to be an amazing night. So uh, Packed August with shows <laughs> at Jack Dempsey's. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of wrestling. I might have to come down for one of those. Yeah. yeah I don't know when. Should. I'm you not going to make a promise yeah. when. But it's, it's, you're going to have a great time. It's a good time. Viewing really party, good you time. know what? Viewing parties... Regardless of how the pay-per-view is, are always fun because the energy in here. And we, we, we joke around with everybody, so it's, it's a great yeah, experience. And that's yeah. a sunny place for our food. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, if they got a good yeah, steak. Except, you know, for, so. except for Ness because he didn't except bring the it. shit they were supposed to bring. Whoops. <laughs> Whoops. So uh, another big okay. shout-out goes to Roger Vargas in the house. Yes, cousin Roger. Bro, let me just tell you real quick. Roger – when I was coming up, it was Roger and Max, right? Uh-huh. That was the other cousin that they were the two older guys. And it was always me, Marie, and Jeanette, my two aunts. And, like, they would come through. They were rocking, like, the Adidas kicks. Run DMC days. So, let's yeah. just say, you know, the hat to the back. I, was, I would look up to them and be like, damn, these motherfuckers are so cool. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, like, it, it just – it's really cool that I get to see Roger today in this way because, you know, like I said – Back in the days, he was the fucking man, you know. Him and Max. Max is still the man. <laughs> I see Max's shit on Instagram and, and Facebook. I'm like, man, this motherfucker's still living the hot life. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, uh, you know, Raj uh, always been somebody who, like, no matter what, I always felt like I was, I could talk to Raj and he was always mad cool. And, you know, it didn't matter what. And, like, you know, I, I should, in, in a way, I should have utilized it more. But, you know, I was already traveling and doing my thing. So I didn't talk to anybody. But, like, I'm glad that, me and Raj come together today, and this could be a launching pad of something else. You know what I mean? And just, just us being old men together. You know what That's I mean? awesome. Cool as fuck. Yeah. So, um, we see, always, yeah, but like wrestling brings family together too. It does. There you go. <laughs> it does. It We're does, a family man. show. It does. Yeah, but, talking um, about everything else. Yeah. So, <laughs> shout out to Raj and Max, Coco and Max. Whoop whoop. <laughs> and uh, that's a wrap. So, on behalf of today's episode. My name is Sonny Sofrito, and today I was joined by... The incredible interns. And I was also joined today by... Beige Benoit, a.k.a. Steph McNasty. And I was also joined today by... Roger <laughs> And finally, we were joined by our special guest of, the, of today... Loki. <laughs> I can't tell you how many posters Shout over the years I signed as Loki or Homicide. <laughs> like, oh shit, they were on the show. Yep, they were on the show. <laughs> I am Steve Botstamak. Thank you guys for having me. It's been an honor, pleasure, and a fucking great time. <laughs> Yo, same so here, much. man. We'll definitely have you back soon. Yes. So uh, take care. Peace out. Bye. Deuces. Suck on that, intern. Oh, Whoa. Wow. <laughs> Whoa. Wow. Go get our shit, Guadalupe. Guadalupe. Yeah. Want my cheesecake? <laughs> <laughs> In my gear. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. I, 
I hate wearing my gear as much as possible, honestly. Really? Yeah, it's I, my gear. I have uh, fatigues on, uh, singlet, shirt, pads. Like I'm sweating like crazy before I even get into the match. <laughs> it's rough. Have you ever thought about just changing it all together? And going I've forward? worn just a singlet, but um, I liked it. But uh, then I started teaming up with Moff again, so I just we went to the hit squad gear. Oh. Uh, like the first time, I was like. Don't look at me. Yeah. But uh, after, once the match started, I just totally forgot and just went. Like one of the first times I was wearing the singlet, Ref Hansen's checking, and he's bent squat right in front of my crotch. I said, oh. Hansen, look at it. Look at it, Hansen. And he's like, stop. I'm like, no, look at it. And he's just like, you're such a jerk. <laughs> look at it. Funny's unruly children. Yeah, 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 basically, yeah. If you got Very. a forty-year-old son, you're a lot older than what I thought. <laughs> yes. Yes. yes, we already got yes. it. We already got <laughs> it. They fucking do the old yeah. jokes on you all the we time. We ask him about the Great Depression all the time, but Damn, he chooses, chooses not to tell us. I fucking hate you. <laughs> were you surprised when after the World War there was a World War Two? You were. Were you like, holy shit, another one? Like... World War Two, electric boogaloo. <laughs> <laughs> fucking asshole. You gotta go? Yeah. Alright. Okay. Bye. 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 T- text me when you're home. Text me when you're home. Sarah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now that she's gone. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> she heard you. <laughs>